You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's it. One more. Get around. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up! Remember in the old days, they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this is the Sports Loud Mouth. Yay! Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks and Speedy Beanie. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. September 6th, ladies and gentlemen. That's a little loud. You are listening to the Sports Loudmouth. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Speedy Petey. Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Check out all our shows throughout the week. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, throughout the week, you can listen to all the live shows on our network. And how do you do that? You go to www.worldwidesportsradio.com with me and Speedy Petey, the Sports Loudmouths, which now is airing every single Wednesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Speedy, what's up, man? I want to give a shout-out to our uh, our friend Riley Leonard, who had the, the upset of the year so far in week one of college football. Duke not only dominating Clemson, but blowing them out on Monday. Shout-out to Riley. He had, a, he had a funny statement afterward with his uh, professor, too. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, no. Uh, he, he, he was asking for an extension on his homework. And they're like, ah, no, I didn't give any of the offense a live in one. You're not getting any either. I never got a chance to watch the game, but there was a lot of upsets this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Colorado, obviously, upsetting TCU that went to the national championship game against Georgia last year. And then my Florida State Seminoles, yes, mm-hmm. knocking off LSU, which nobody, Brian Kelly talking crap <laughs> all over social media just got tortured throughout the weekend. So, uh, Brian Kelly is not a happy camper. I'm sure his practices are going to be very interesting throughout the week. But and then, obviously, you were just saying it. Riley Leonard, our boy, knocks off the Clemson Tigers. Yes, another big mouth over there. <laughs> uh, another big mouth coach that's probably crying to the river. But very excited. College football is here. The NFL is right around the corner. And we have a very special guest in the studio. You know him as Mike from Bay Show. We know him as the Beav. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Well, we're happy. Finally, you're back I in know, the studio. It I took know. forever to get you back here. It's been busy, man. Yeah, well. A lot of things going on. Yeah, don't we all? I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm mean, i at the mechanic every single day trying well, to get my car fixed. I don't, well. I, I don't have good luck. I, nobody's as lucky as you. No, not me. No, yeah, you got you, a you, you got beautiful. You have a beautiful truck. That, well, it's brand new. Well, you did you did pay it off, right? I did, yeah, it's paid off. Yeah, see, look at you. Same. You're you're a lucky camper. You're a lucky guy. Well, I mean, I'm not that lucky. And then you have good well, you, parents. Your car's going was two hundred thousand miles on it. Well, three hundred. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's an old car. That's yes. Yeah, so it's not old. Well, you it's, take it's, care of it. You take care of it. Yes, though. it's 2013. It's not that old of a car. No, but, but I beat it up. I travel all over the country, and and things like that happen. I've been to Canada. I've done so many different parties around the country, and and I drive there. I don't mind driving, even though I think now with all the roads and all these people driving, and it's just so cluttered here in New York. I just can't stand it. No. But we're not here to talk about my life, no. my car, and, and, and just everything that's going on in the world. No, we're here 
to give you some information and, and go all around making people laugh when it comes to sports and media. And Speedy, you know all about that as we do this every single week. We have a lot of hot topics. No, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on this show for about three years. We don't have one guest except the beef. And we have Let's Parlay, which will have Derek back on the show. We're very excited to have Derek back on the show. And what do we have, John? Uh, Wes. Wes. Oh, wow. Uh, a star-studding, uh, you know, Wes, who's joining us, the worldwide Wes, who has really a lot to get into with some of his picks over the last couple of weeks that have not been uh, much good. So, uh, or he's got his Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow. <laughs> yes, uh, and we will get into that as well Could a little bit later in the tomorrow. show. Yes, uh, a lot of hot topics to get into. Nick Bosa signs a five-year, $170 million contract with the 49ers, which makes him the highest-paid defensive player in history. So we're not surprised about that. And I expect this. I, I expected this to happen. So uh, we will get into that. Caleb Williams could go back to school if the team with the number one pick is a bad situation, as his father came out and said some interesting things to uh, different writers, stating that his son, as you see what happens as an, a, a young athlete, your parents step in and they – they are authorized to do what they want to do to protect their their kid. And and now you're hearing Caleb's father come out and speak up. And I understand the whole situation. Uh, and Caleb is a guy that is very well respected around uh, the college game. And look at all the endorsements he has already. He's How many commercials is this guy on already? He won a Heisman last year, and all of a sudden he's on Wendy's. He's on these car commercials. He's going – I think he's doing a commercial right now with Tom Brady for Hertz. I mean, it's ridiculous. So <laughs> this guy's making millions and millions of dollars before he even step on a football field in the NFL. Travis Kelsey hyperextends his knee, and is he was in practice today, but it, that doesn't mean that he will play week one on Thursday. I, I think he will sit out, but I, knowing Travis Kelsey and the toughness of who he is as a player, yeah, but why it wouldn't would you be want surprised. to risk that in week one for? What? Why would you want to risk that week one? Well... Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey, and maybe they're just trying to make the injury worse than it really is. We've seen this before, and Andy Reid is known for this. Uh, If you don't remember Terrell Owens in the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. supposedly broken leg, and all of a sudden, two weeks later, he's running on a field, and he he has over 100 yards and a touchdown in the game. So you never know with coaches. Chris Jones said he could play in tomorrow's game despite the holdout. Which usually means he's going to play, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot see Chris Jones sit out for a season where he has a chance to win another Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if Kansas City is as good as everybody thinks they're going to be. There's a lot of different pieces that they lost in the offseason. We will get into that. But there's a lot with with Patrick Mahomes and and the the lack of weapons that he has lost in the offseason. So everybody knows this. Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes is now going to go f- through it. Aaron Rodgers went through it his whole career with the Green Bay Packers. Mike Evans tells the Bucks they have until Saturday to give him a new deal. Uh, there was, was a, a few stories that came out that I, I was reading that the Giants, a, a team that I have been saying could be very much interested in the sweepstakes for Mike Evans. There was stories that the Giants reached out to the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers were talking to him. So it wasn't just the Giants. There are quite a few other teams that the Jets are another team that has been uh, been said to be interested in Mike Evans, but they don't need him. 
they don't need him, but hey, they have the money, and if they could bring a talent like that to play on the other side of a guy like Garrett Wilson, that opens up the field immensely, not only for the running backs, but also all the different defined slot wide receivers they have. So a lot of interesting stories to get into the NFL season. Chandler Jones says he will not play for Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler. That's, that is nothing to complain about. Why would anybody want to play for Josh McDaniels? <laughs> Honestly, the guy has been an absolute joke as a head coach. Go look at his record as a, as a head coach in the NFL in the three years that he was a head coach. Actually, two and a half years that he's been a head coach. There, it, it's just absolutely horrendous. And I, I seen this over and over again. Denver went out of the way to sign him and bring him to the organization. They draft Tim Tebow. Now over here with the Raiders, they, they bring Jimmy G in. How, how much of the debacle that's going to take in the first couple of weeks where everybody's going to realize that Devontae Adams wants out of that organization? Uh, let's parlay with Derek and Wes at 9 o'clock. And obviously we're going to do our NFL previews and award picks with the Beef. Yes, sir. So... Uh, as everybody knows, I will be doing an NFL draft. <laughs> yes, while we're doing this show, and I know a lot of people out there probably think I'm out of my mind you doing this. You already am on. Uh, actually accepting this opportunity to play and, and actually be on a 14-team fantasy game, uh, a fantasy pick night during the show. But, hey, you know what? I am a little crazy, but that's just a whole a li- other story. A little? Yeah, 19 minutes till my draft starts, by the way. And I'm drafting at five with 14 teams, guys. So it's not going to be an easy draft, and I'm going to have to really reach in this draft if I plan to win. Mikey C. actually is picking 14, so he's in a perfect (laughs) spot, by the way. Adam Scheffner reports that Nick Bosa got a new five-year, $170 million deal. Bosa will get 34 per year, which surpasses Aaron Donald's contract and makes him the highest-paid player in NFL history. Bosa deal is $122.5 million guaranteed, and according to many reports, was the big reason the deal took this long to sign. Bosa also becomes the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history. Bosa had 18.5 sacks, 19 tackles for loss, and 48 quarterback hits last season and won the Defensive Player of the Year. Bosa has 43 sacks, 106 quarterback hits, and 56 tackles for loss in 51 career games. Honestly, Nick Bosa is the best defensive player in the NFL. You're not going to sit here and, and really sugarcoat this. Everybody expected Nick to go out there and, and extend his hand to the 49ers. And if they weren't going to extend back, he was going to ask to be traded in the offseason. Not this offseason, but next offseason. And I know every Jet fan out there had pictures of him in a Jets jersey. He wasn't going to the Jets. Okay, First of all, the Jets don't have the money to pay him. Even with the money that Aaron Rodgers has dropped, the $35.5 million that he has dropped to help the Jets out well, so over the next two years. I'm surprised he did that. Uh, a lot of people were. I'm and everybody says, everybody says that Aaron Rodgers is a bad guy. He, he didn't do that with the Packers. Well, that has a lot to do with the president and the GM of that organization, who he has come out and said are complete idiots. He came out and said it. And actually, when he was traded, just so everybody knows on how respected – Aaron Rodgers is as a player and has as a teammate. He reached out to Jordan Love and congratulated him. Did he have to reach out to Jordan Love to congratulate him <laughs> on ca- taking the job away from him? No. 
Because he's going to the Jets and he's in a better situation. And he knows that he has a lot of work to do to get that team back to where they believe they were last season with the talented defense they had and no offensive players, which, by the way, they didn't add enough in the offseason. But we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about Nick Bosa. When you look at Nick Bosa and you compare some of the great defensive players in the league, the Chris, yes, I'm going to say it again, the Chris Jones of the world, the Micah Parsons of the world, the guys that stand out, T.J. Watt, these defensive linemen that have dominated over the last couple of seasons, that have stood out, Quinn Williams, Aaron Donald. You cannot replace a player like Nick Bosa. He's too good. He's too talented. He is the anchor to that defense. And if he didn't start this year, and I saw Hargrave, he was all over social media saying that Nick Bosa will start. He will be a part of this team and this organization for week one. And obviously he knew something, the team knew something, that this deal was, was closing in. But the fact that Nick Bosa didn't have any OTAs really, minicamp, preseason, this could affect Nick Bosa this season in the beginning. He has to get his legs under him. He barely practiced with the team at minicamp because he was sitting out waiting for this contract to be situated. And I understand players. They, they're, all about, they're all about themselves. They're all about the money that they should make. As well as the running backs over the last couple of weeks have been thrown to the wolves. And they have stood out and really tried to speak out for all their teammates and all the running backs throughout the league because they believe they should get paid just as much as a quarterback, as a cornerback, as an offensive lineman because they're as important to the offense as any player on the field. To lose a defensive player like Nick Bosa, it's like, it's like, it's like the Jets losing Aaron Rodgers. It really is. Nick Bosa is everything to the 49ers. The pressure, everything he puts on the opposing quarterback. Throwing it and really abusing those offensive linemen. And I have seen Nick Bosa torch top offensive lines in football. Torch them. Go right through them by himself. Well, with him not practicing, it could um, affect him getting hurt too. It, it could. Yeah. And, and that has a lot to do with his workout plan and his, his dieting, which he has come out and said yeah. that he's been doing a lot of this offseason because of the you, facts. But when you have muscles like that, it's oh. you've got to train them again. No, that's when, when, you know, you, when you're sitting out for that long. You just got to stick nothing. yourself in the ass. That's oh. all you got to do. I mean, oh, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking the truth. Nobody is naturally that big, by the way. No. Nobody's naturally that big. No. And and I love Nick Bosa. I think he's a sensational player. And I'm not making I'm not spreading rumors that nobody's seen or know. Okay? Pretty much, if you know anything about football, football is not as intense as the MLB is when it comes to steroid abuse or human growth hormones or some of these strategic creatine pills that they're taking. Or any random drug that's discovered in the Dominican Republic, a.k.a. Robinson Cano. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, these guys could be taking that, and they're not as strict, the NFL, True. is the MLB is, because of everything that's happened over the, you know, in the 90s and over the last couple of years. But this, this deal is a sensational deal. Congratulations to Nick Bosa. Well-deserved. 
And this is a guy that is going to go out there and give you everything, every single week, hurt or not hurt. He'll go out there and play. And that says a lot about him as a player. That says a, a lot about a captain that he is on the field. And remember, you're going into the season with Brock Purdy. Nah, well, that's another issue. You're going into the season with Brock Purdy. You need all the defense that you can get. That defense has got to— Well, they got to... McCaffrey there, too, so that'll take a lot of pressure off Purdy. Yeah, but here's the thing. Christian McCaffrey is injury-prone. He is. So are you going to trust that Christian McCaffrey, for the first time in how many years, is going to be fully no, healthy I, I'm for 17 games? I'm not saying I wouldn't games? trust him, but I'm saying he when the guy is on his game and he's healthy, he's untouchable. No, he's good. There's no question that he's good, and, and, and that's why he's rated so high in the draft. And by the way, our draft is just about to start. 12 minutes left. <laughs> and I still I can't if get Christian in. Christian McCaffrey calls the five, that would be amazing. They're still itself. not letting me in no. on this thing. No. I'm still not allowed to in. Refresh the page. I don't, I, like you said, I don't trust Brock Purdy whatsoever either. I mean, you haven't seen enough of the guy. Mm. Well, yeah, he's a very small sample right now as it is. And for a guy that was a last pick of the draft, too, coming off a UCL injury, it's going to be very tough to trust. You're going to have to see a lot of heavy motion yards after the catch offense to start this season until Purdy really, really gets reacclimated back mm. into that, too. I'm surprised he's starting that much as it is. Like, I was expecting him to be out at least a month, maybe a little more. And recovering from a UCL injury, you don't know how it's going to affect his throwing motion, too. No, but I guess in his offense, they trust him because Debo Samuel's so good after the catch and McCaffrey well, that is, too. too. Yes. And maybe that's what they're banking on. They're going to kind of transition, ease him in type thing. And they trust him to do that more, I guess, than somebody like a Sam Darnold who's had short accuracy issues his whole career so far. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading reading what all these guys are writing right now, talking (laughs) crap. Uh You know what it is? The fantasy chat is alive. You know what's so funny about this? And I'm going to say it for everybody that's on fantasy or playing fantasy in their leagues, their friends' leagues. Anything. Nobody knows me in this league except Mike and his two friends. Everybody else has no idea who I am. Oh, they all no. know that I'm a radio show host. And they all wanted to come and do the do the draft on the radio show today. I said, there's no way I am talking about a draft for three hours. I'm not doing it. I, I, oh, you're not going to make fun of one of Mikey C's picks? I, well, well that's, that's, a, that's a different story. That's a different story. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, his, his team name is Robert Crafty's Day. Okay, of course. And mine is Rogers Ballsack. So oh. the self-proclaimed Patriots fan has to have a Patriots name. I say. Hey, listen. A lot of these guys are good. A lot of these guys know how to draft. They're they've been in multiple leagues, and and they're all talking crap to me, saying that I'm going to torch them or they're they're going to torch me. Oh. You know, so I, I I'm not going to sit here and, and talk crap. I I hope my team will do the talking. I'm, I'm not very excited about where I'm drafting. I'm drafting at five, but that's a whole nother story. And I don't think anybody would be happy knowing that your partner, a guy that you've done radio with for many, many years, is picking 14 in the perfect spot. So uh, I am not happy about that, just so you know. Uh, ben actually reports another sad story. Uh, Mike Williams on life support yes. after a construction accident. He passed away, by the way. No, no, they said he was actually pronounced dead, but now there's a new report that says he's actually not dead. He's just on life support right now, but a construction accident. Uh, yes. Very scary for somebody so young, too. <laughs> yes, and I remember Mike Williams yes. when he was drafted. Very high. Pick. Yeah, very high draft pick. And he didn't have uh, the career, or hasn't or won't have the career that Mike Williams on the Chargers is going to have and, and what he has become as a player and as a really an amazing weapon. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say this. This is a sad story. If you're a football fan, if you're a Mike Williams, a Buccaneers fan, or any, kind of, any kind of fan to any kind of player that is on life support, it, it is a sad But by the way, he was, pronounced, he was, uh, he was announced dead. And now he's he's still alive on life support. So there is 
some kind of hope. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but some kind of hope. Yeah, the, the Tampa Bay Times just reported about an hour ago. He is actually not dead. He is on life support, and his uh, the the mother and his daughter are right now with him in that in wherever they are. He got struck. He got struck. Uh, when it, while he was sleeping, too, oh. after the construction accident. I guess it was right near his house. He's 36 years old. Wow, it fell on his house? Whatever whatever hit him. It didn't. This article doesn't say what hit him. He wasn't him. working in construction, was he? No, it doesn't seem like it. It looked, it looked like this report he said made he was like sleeping. He made like 30 to $40 million as an NFL player. I doubt he's doing construction. Yeah, it just says construction accident, and mm. right now he's in the hospital. No, this report, yeah, here's the quote. He was asleep when he went in, we went in there, and we woke up, we heard... We, he heard our voices and his daughter's voice, and he looked around, and he blinked, and he was crying, but he could not move. Mm. Mm. Terrible. Caleb Williams' father, Carl, said that Caleb could be hinting at returning to school if the team with the number one pick is in an unfavorable situation, which means quite a few teams, Arizona being one of them. <laughs> Why would he go to Arizona when we've seen Kyler Murray get drafted a couple of years ago, who looks like... Uh, might not have the opportunities anymore with Arizona by the end of this season with a new coach. And we've seen other players like Josh Rosen, who was drafted in the top eight a couple of years ago and was pretty much thrown to the wolves after his one year with the Arizona Cardinals. So it, it wouldn't make any sense for Caleb, as far as what his father is saying, if he decides, hey, you know what, I'll just play one more year of college ball because I'll still be the number one pick next year. And I could just sit back and relax and and go to a better situation. He also added that speaking with Archie Manning was a big influence on this statement. Williams won the Heisman Trophy last season with 4,537 passing yards, 45 touchdowns, and a completion percentage at 66.6%. Lincoln Riley has developed two players who were number one overall picks with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. If Williams does stay in school for one more year, he will play for USC in what will be their first year in the Big Ten. So... I do not believe Caleb Williams is going to sit out another year and play college football when he can make millions and millions of dollars. I cannot see it. I really cannot. Now, I understand he don't want to play for Arizona. I understand he doesn't want to play for a really bad situation when it comes to organizations in the NFL. No bad situation is bad when you're making $40 million or you're getting a signing bonus of twenty. Okay, I understand he's making millions and millions of dollars right now. I don't know exactly what he's making with these endorsements that he has. And he really doesn't need the money because he's making money on these endorsements. What is he paying college? Okay, seriously. Dorming? It's paid for. Food? Paid for. Drinks? Paid for. Partying? Oh, you ask the women. I don't know. <laughs> Lincoln Riley's probably paying him something under the table, too. Yeah, well, <laughs> doing other things under the table as well. Oh. But that's a whole other story I'm not going to speak on on the national radio show. But nevertheless, when you look at, obviously, Caleb and what he is capable of being as, an, as a college quarterback and an NFL quarterback, everybody's going to be speaking about this now for the next couple of months. Because, to me... Everybody's looking towards next year. All the bad teams in the NFL that everybody is predicting to be bad, they're all thinking, I can get Caleb Williams. I can get the arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the last 10 seasons or 10 years of college football. And I believe he is as talented, as good as any quarterback we've seen. Honestly, 
And uh, Snug says, if you get the NIL hookup, why not wait a year? There's two reasons for that, Snug. One is injury, the obvious one. But also, two, he's going to go into the Big Ten, which has a lot of tougher defenses, too, where that could hurt his stock if he struggles in the Big Ten. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, these, these teams all have good defenses in the Big Ten East. You've got Wisconsin, who has a tough defense in the Big Ten West. And you've got teams like Michigan State and Maryland that are still rising, too. Like, that's a tougher overall competition, especially defensively, that they're going to have to face rather than going from the Pac-12, who they have a lot of teams that are on the fringe because they're all realigning as it is. So I know they had a good week this week, but still, that's not ideal for that kind of thing to be able to trust right now if you're Caleb Williams. And you can't sit here today and say, hey, you know what? Caleb's going to make this decision now. I don't think he's no. going to make the decision until the end of the season and see where some of these teams fall in the NFL. And, and there could be teams that fall completely out that are pretty good teams. We've seen this before. They lose one or two players, and, and they're not as good. The New England Patriots, and I, I will say this about the Patriots, it's a hit or miss this year. Now, they have a good defense, but there, a lot of questions have to do with their offense. And, and O'Brien coming back, and could this offense be different now with O'Brien there and Mac Jones under a guy like O'Brien that can help him develop as a quarterback? It might not. And if it falls flat, if Bill Belichick falls flat on his face, they could turn out to be being that they're in one of the hardest divisions in football, one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they could get the number one pick for the first time. I don't remember last time they had the number one pick. So maybe the 80s. So, again, when you look at certain teams, Caleb could say, you know what, I could be a Patriot. I could play for Bill Belichick. I could play – I could either play for Bill Belichick. I could play for Josh McDaniels. (laughs) Oh, God. Or I could play for the Arizona Cardinals. Or I could decide, hey, you know what? I don't want to play for any of those crappy teams. I'm going to go back and play college ball. I'm still going to make my money. I don't see it. So all you fans out there that think that Caleb Williams is going to not enter the NFL draft next year where he can make close to 40 or $50 million as the number one pick of the draft, it's insane. He's not doing it. He's not. He doesn't come from a very rich family either. A lot of these guys don't. So I, if he's, he's capable of making $50 million, why would he put himself at risk the year after where he could – tear his ACL and fall out of that number one pick and not get the money that he really, really wants or really deserves. We've seen it as one guy was drafted in the second round this past year. Speedy? Will Levis. Who everybody thought, if he didn't tear his ACL and tear his knee the way he did early in the season, could have been a top five pick. Uh, Snug says, I don't think Caleb Williams is a Bill Belichick kind of guy. You can't afford to be that picky when it's Caleb Williams, who's a very good prospect. And it the doesn't Patriots, matter. The Patriots have Mac Jones, who's a very basic quarterback. If, I don't think that's going to matter for Bill Belichick. If the Patriots are drafting at one, I guarantee you They're Caleb good. Williams goes, goes number one if he, goes, he enters the draft. There, there's no doubt in my mind. What were you saying, Beef? No, I was agreeing with you. I, there's, there's no way he's going to walk away with arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks to come out of the draft in about 10 seasons. And everybody says it. I know everybody says, oh, it's USC. Go look at the USC. Go look at guys that our friend, yes, and I'm going to say this because everybody knows Lincoln Riley is a, another quarterback whisperer in the NCAA. It's not just Baker Mayfield and Kyle Murray he's coached. Who else did he coach? There's a guy... Mm-hmm. There's a guy in Philadelphia that everybody doubted and thought wasn't going to be any good. And he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year. And that's Jalen Hurts. Okay? He has, if you look at the NFL style of quarterbacks that he has developed over the last couple of years, he's the best. And Caleb Williams is the best out of all of them. 
He is the best out of all of them. And I don't care what Archie Manning says, okay? <laughs> Old man Arch, who practically pushed Eli Manning to the New York Giants, okay? He was drafted by the Chargers. Phillip Rivers was drafted by the Giants. They flip-flopped because Eli and, obviously, Archie Manning didn't want him to play with, uh, at the point of, of no return, San Diego, Okay? And I say the point of no return because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> now they're Chargers fans, so don't worry about that. But I'll I'm just, I'm just, I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. Archie Manning should mind his own business. Hmm. When, his, when his grandson decides he wants to enter the NFL draft, then he can speak again. Why is he opening his big fat mouth? His sons are not in the NFL anymore. Now his grandson's going to the NFL. Well, that's Yippee! What, that's why he's talking again. Oh, my God. <laughs> right uh, now he's not starting, so he's not going to have leverage this year to judge no, that. No, he's but not going Quinn to. Quinn Ewers but... is starting for Texas this year anyway, so he's not going to have any say in that until he starts for two years at 30 Texas. seconds, boys. 30 oh, seconds. Here we go. No snug. If the, Bailey Zappi was really that good of oh, a quarterback, no. why was he waived, Snug? Uh, well, answer that question. Why, why well, was why Bailey Zappi waived? They, it was, they didn't it even was keep... Zappi, then it was Jones, Zappi, then and Jones. And then there was He's a the breakout with Malik line. Cunningham, who was a, a Louisville uh, five-year starting quarterback at Louisville, who played mm. pretty well. He was Lamar Jackson's replacement there. And, again, they drafted him. He it was a preseason sensation. Everyone thought he was going to win the backup quarterback job, and he didn't even do that. And now they're both on waivers. I think they're both on the practice squad, and I think they had to bring back Brian Hoyer because of that. Yeah, Matt, Matt Jones ain't going to last. But again, there's no reason for the Patriots not to be able to evolve away from Mac Jones either when he's, he's been nothing horrible. more than a basic quarterback he's in the horrible. NFL he's and horrible. he doesn't have any upside. Like, Caleb Williams has the most upside we've seen in a quarterback prospect for the last three years. So I don't know why you would say, oh, he's not a Bill Belichick guy. Bill Belichick cannot afford to be this picky in the last couple of years of his coaching career. Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid said that Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee during Tuesday's practice. The Chiefs medical staff say his ACL is intact and there is no structural damage. Ian Rappaport reports that initial diagnosis was a bone bruise and doesn't see it to being a long-term injury where he'd be out on IR. Jason Kelsey mentioned he believes that his brother will play within the next couple of weeks. His status for tomorrow's game is unlikely, uh, as everybody knows. I wouldn't play him. I I wouldn't play him. There's no reason to. It's week one. Do not play him. I don't know. I I mean, there's a— You have a chance to win another Super Bowl. Keep the guy healthy. Here's the thing. I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl with the whip, but you have a chance. I don't think they're going to. They have a chance. They have a chance, but they're not going to. They have a chance. No, I didn't say they were or whatever, but you got to keep the guy healthy. You have to look at the big picture. You have to look at the situation for what they are, okay? And, and by the way, everybody keeps telling me to draft B. John Robinson, who... Uh, that was John Daigle's boy, yeah. him and Tony Pollard. Should I, should I, should I draft him over oh. Nick Chubb? Pollard? No. No, not Pollard. B, no, no, B.J. Robinson? B. B. John is right on the fringe. I, John Daigle likes him more. We'll see. He likes him, him more than Nick Chubb. I, he did. He, he did say that last week. We'll and, and we all know what they like to do over there in Atlanta. They like to run the ball. So, and here I am. Who do I go with? Austin Eckler is still available. Oh, Eckler. Take Eckler, I would do. Over Nick Chubb? Yeah, I would definitely. John Daigle said it. He's like the safest pick. Him and McCaffrey are the safest pick. So, I, I, the fact that Eckler fell to five is a miracle in itself. I took Eckler in my Yeah, I took Eckler. There yeah, that's a smart play. Definitely. I, the fact that he, who, who was taking the first four? I'm I was curious. Who, who, <laughs> I don't know. They're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> Travis Kelsey has only missed three games in every season from 2014 mm-hmm. and all the way to 2022. Kelsey is 33 years old and entering his 11th NFL season. 
Gotta everybody knows. Everybody knows he's the best tight end in football. He's a big part of that offense. He too. is the offense. I know. He's everything the offense this year. Who do they have? Who do they trust? If you put, and we're going to get into it. If you look at that roster, do you trust anybody on that roster? Honestly, besides Patrick Mahomes, where everybody's going to be gunning for him and trying to take his head off. Oh, you don't oh. trust the great Kadarius Tony? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a joke. Oh, don't Honestly. worry. They also have a new gi- uh, ex-Giants, Rich, uh, Richie James, who was Mr. Fumbleitis last year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I just think that when you look at Travis Kelsey and look at his ability and what he's capable of doing on the football field, you know that they have to be very careful with him. Because if you lose him for a significant amount of time, that could put you in, in a well, yeah. very big situation where, I, honestly, when you look at where they are going into the season, they, again... There's nothing out there on their offense that scares no, you. No, they don't have any receivers There's nothing. besides Kelsey. They need a tight end. That's it. I mean, losing Juju Smith-Schuster uh, to the Patriots, that hurt him. Even though they're saying that his knee isn't 100%, that he his knee could go out at any time this yeah. year. That's what we've heard uh, by many different sources over there in New England. So he he's really on a limb. And then Hardman went to the New York Jets. And yeah. he gives the Jets another slot-wide receiver that you can really spread out that offense for Aaron Rodgers. So Hardman wanted to go to a team where he thought has a better chance of winning a championship this year. Now, that doesn't say that the Chiefs aren't going to be as favored as any team in the NFL because they are the Super Bowl champions. And they are, and they do have the best quarterback in the NFL in everybody's view. But... In all, I think when you look at the big picture and look at this Travis Kelsey story, this is not a good story. And if anybody's a Travis Kelsey fan, you cannot sit here and say, "Hey, you know what? Travis Kelsey will play on he'll, he'll play on on Thursday and he'll play at the top of his game. Even if he plays on Thursday, he's only going to be out there maybe five or ten percent of the time." Yeah, you wonder if they could even try using him as a decoy. That's too, it. That's the what beginning. they're going to use him. Yeah, in the beginning, because I don't even think, like V was saying, I don't even need to think that they have to really make elaborate routes with him either. Because the Lions' secondary is a big question mark for them this season. I know they signed Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but they traded Jeff Okuda, the number one pick corner from three years ago. They lost Omani Awarie, who, which turned out to be right. He turned a bad injury, and the Giants didn't even keep him either. So their corner room is very thin with a lot of rookies, too. So maybe the Chiefs could just say, all right, let's just trust the scheme for this week. Andy Reid is a genius. We'll get somebody involved in this, whether it's Sky Moore, whether it's Tony, somebody like that. There's always a mysterious wide receiver, and we saw that in the playoffs, too, when the Chiefs had all these receivers hurt, all these random guys that broke out for them in the AFC Championship game and in the Super Bowl. They scored 38 points on those Eagles corners that were very good all year. Mm. I, I think when you look at everything with the Kansas City Chiefs this year, even their defense, we don't know what's going to go on with Chris Jones. And we will get into that in just a few moments. Chris Jones, he says he might play. He might not play. I mean, there, there's a lot to to look at this team and say, oh, they're going to be Super Bowl champions this year. Chris Jones said he still could play tomorrow's season opener against the Lions despite the holdout. Jones said on Wednesday that he just simply just wants a raise and doesn't want to be a distraction to his teammates. Well, Jones, he is right now. Well, he is. I, I mean, obviously he is. But also, Jones said... Uh, he, Joan also, Jones also said, uh, I always wanted to be a Kansas City Chief for life. Jones is on the final year of a four-year $80 million deal that he signed in 2020. Jones is 29 years old, which is fairly, still fairly young, and had 15.5 sacks, 29 quarterback hits, 17 tackles for loss, and 44 total tackles last season. So, I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, okay, and there's a lot of Chiefs fans out there, 
self-proclaimed Chief fans. Well, bandwagon okay? fans. And one, that, and, and one that was a Bears fan and transitioned to a Chiefs fan when he moved to Kansas City. <laughs> That's true. We'll see him in an hour and a half. That's right, Wes. We all know about you. Okay, buddy. But nevertheless, if you sit back and you wonder where some of these teams are and what some of these teams are going to be this year, you, you question, um, obviously, the talent and – the the where the where upon the where all to to where they were last year and dominant where they were in their division with the Chargers now better this year and have a healthy offensive line, even the Denver Broncos are going to be really really good too with a new coach in Sean Payton who likes to talk as well <laughs> and also a quarterback that wants to prove himself which he did not do last year after getting a two hundred million dollar contract. So I sit here today. And I, I wonder, are the Chiefs the best team in the AFC? Or how about this? Are the Chiefs the best team in our division? That's the question. And that's something that we all have to, you know, argue about when it comes to when we, when we have our, our season review and where we're going to go into tonight and where we think some of these teams are going to be this year. Uh, who do I go with? Travis Etienne, Joe Mixon. Now, I, drafted a, uh, I have a chance to draft a wide receiver. Should I draft a wide receiver? Or do I draft a running back? Well, wide receivers are there. That's the you big question. Because I know, I know Daigle did backs. have some good targets. He mentioned uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. So should I go there. after a running back? Uh, ETN would be the running back if you want to go after it. But if there's a, any good receivers there, is it, if Smith's there or Cooper Cup, but he's out for he, a significant... He can't stay healthy. Yeah. Right so should, it's should Cooper, I draft Cooper it's Cup? Cooper Cup and who's the next? Jalen Waddle. Calvin any, Ridley? Uh, too early, I think. I'd rather go ETN. How about... Uh, uh, Najee Harris. I would rather go ETN there too. Uh, DK Metcalf. Oh, that's tough. Like you, they're both kind of the same player, ETN and DK. You, you like Metcalf? I'm going to draft Travis ETN because you guys. I had five seconds left, okay. so I had to. Now I'm going to go after a wide receiver. Well, you I, got you got your two running backs. So. I got my two running backs, and they're really good. And that's in a 14 league team, so that's hard to get. Yes, yeah. I, I have two really good running backs. Now I need to find myself your next pick. The old running backs going to be gone, basically. Yeah. But I, I'm drafting in a pretty good spot, so yeah. I think I go with a tight end. I, I, I think I could I could wait for a wide you receiver. You for a receiver. Yeah, I could wait for a wide receiver. Debo Samuels is still up there. I could draft him. He, he'll, he'll have a good season because Purdy will give him the ball, and he can run the ball, so he does both. Yeah. So And maybe I do I go after a quarterback. I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes is off the board. I'm not surprised about that Rogers either. Rodgers is still there. Grab Hurts, yeah. Yeah, but, you, you know, I knew somebody was going to draft Patrick Mahomes. Of course. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to reach for Patrick Mahomes this early. There's a lot of other quarterbacks that I can go after later that are just as good or even better than him. Uh, one of them, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a phenomenal year if he stays healthy. If you wait for the fourth, you can swing for Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields. That's so, what I'm going yeah. to. I'm going to wait yeah. till the fourth in, in, in this PPR league, but I am going to go after a wide receiver, even tight end. I might wait tight end because you can find a tight yeah. end later. I, I'm going to go after a wide receiver if, well, if the, Debo is it still there. It depends on how they draft, though. What do you mean? It depends on like what people take start taking. Well, I'm watching what people are taking. Nobody wants to draft Cooper Cup, but if Cooper Cup is there, take him in the third. I'm, yeah. I'm taking him in the yeah. third. I, I mean, people are stupid if they're leaving <laughs> Cooper Cup there. I mean, that's ridiculous. Cooper Cup's only going to be out a week. I know. 
Well, yeah, we, but he's an injury-prone player. Do you I, I don't care. I, I'm gonna take, in the third round, you could take the risk. I'm now. going to take <laughs> Cooper Cup at one point was in the top five. I know he was. Now he fell out. What is he missing? Two weeks? Yeah, he was second in points per game with the wide receivers before he got hurt. Like He was having just as good of a year the way he started in 2021. I'm definitely going to take him. How long is he going to be out? Check that out, Speedy. How long do they say he's going to be out? He's not going to be out that long. He didn't tear his ACL. So it's probably one to two weeks. I, I I'd be it'd be worth it to me to lose the first week if I have Cooper Cup in my starting lineup, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there's, all, all it says right now is out for week one. Could land on an IR spot, but that would make him out until week six. But again, it's one of those things where at the third round you might as well take the chance because if you get him in the third round and he does stay healthy after that, he's a top three wide receiver for fantasy. Mm. I don't think you could have any bad uh, argument but with I'm that. But I'm looking at it. DK Metcalf still sitting there, too. Maybe I go after DK? Yeah, it depends on if you want to take a safe chant or a big risk with the injury with that. Uh, I, I could still wait until the next round. Cooper Cup might still be yeah, there. He might still be there. He might still be there. Everybody's passing up well, on him. CeeDee Lamb's probably I don't going, think right? Mikey C will pass up on him. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb, I, I would have told him to take CeeDee Lamb in the second if he was still there. <laughs> I, I'm just questioning, should I draft Cooper Cup? If he's going to be mm. on IR, that could really set me back. Mm-hmm. That's what is, is. Is there a lot of stories coming out that he is going to miss a significant amount of time? Nice. There's no official diagnosis yet with the second. Remember, it's the second hamstring injury. DK Metcalf is off now. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, go. I mean, now I have a. It, it's either Cooper Cup or, ah, uh, man. If Olave or Smith are still there, maybe that's a safe one. I don't know if any of them are still there either. But I'm looking right now. Let me get to wide receivers. I'm trying to find this. Where? Yeah, Sean McVay is not optimistic right now, so maybe he is going to go on IR. And... Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen. Allen Dre- can't stay healthy. I, that's the problem because now yeah, the, all I the wide trust receivers. That either. So where do I go? Amari I, Cooper? Probably. If you want to go safe, the Cooper is the best bet. Or maybe you just uh, maybe you just take a, a different position now and then wait on a wide receiver if you don't want to take Cup. What, rook, what rookies? I need are out I need there? A, I need a wide receiver. What rookies are out there? DJ Moore. I, li- I like DJ Moore. I mean, it's a little early for the ranking, but I like DJ Moore. That's probably your best option if you want to go with a receiver now. Amari Cooper. I like them both kind of in the same spot. I would so. go with Amari Cooper. All right. I, I, he's a better. He's consistent. He's I'll, a better consistent player. I, I, Mikey C is going to not go. He's going to take Cooper Cup. He's definitely going to take That's true. Cooper. Mikey C does love Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's definitely drafting Cooper Cup. He's not going to let him go. He, he'll, he'll wait till week six and, and take a chance with him. Because if he's sitting there in, going into the next round, I'm drafting Cooper Cup. But I, <laughs> of I course, just, yeah. I am not. I don't believe Cooper Cup will be there, and I think I go wide another wide receiver. There's not a lot of good wide receivers still available. Christian Kirk is still there. Mm-hmm. I could I could dip in with him. I mean, he had a good season last year. DJ Moore would probably be my next pick. I would go in or Christian Watson, another guy. That, yeah, that's interesting yeah. too. Like like John Daigle was saying last week too, like he gets a lot of good bunch points too. Like yeah. he'll get thirty something point a week. So, but uh, anyways, I'm sorry for all the fans out there. We're we're talking fantasy. Uh, NFL media Mike Garofalo reports that Mike Evans will end a contract, uh, end his contract talks with the Buccaneers if. He's not signed by Saturday. Multiple reports said that Evans and the Buccaneers have not been in communication since last Saturday. Oh, that's not good. Evans is in his final year of a four-year, $14.86 million deal signed in 2020. Uh, Evans had 77 catches for 1,124 yards, six touchdowns last season. Evan is 29 years old with a with 683 catches, 10,425 yards, and 81 touchdowns. And he's a Hall of Famer. I, I mean, if Evans were to re- really 
retire right now. He's a Hall of Famer. Of course. No, it's no not question. of course. I mean, no question about I, it. I mean, you can argue the numbers, but absolutely. I mean, it, it falls. It makes a lot of sense. It, it does. It, and I still think he has a lot left in him. I think he would fit really well with the Giants. Well, how old is he now? Really He's well. By the, way, by the way, Cooper Cup was picked up, by the way. And so was Jalen Hurts. Oh, so I, I might have to go quarterback. But I, I'm, I'm going to fish for a quarterback. I, I, I need the wide receiving help. Do I, tra- do I draft a Mike Evans? I mean, he's still available. In this. I heard Keenan Allen. He likes Keenan Allen. I, I, as what we said in the fourth round, he's right. the number one pick in a PPR, PPR league. Do I draft Keenan Allen now, uh, now that he's still available in this league? Because John Daigle says he, he he's he's definitely a go guy. Yeah, he's safe and consistent if you want to take that approach with the wide receiver and then maybe go for an upside guy later. I still like Watson or more though too as potential options or Cooper. Like Christian good, Watson. Yeah, you have all good options at that point. So it just depends on what style you or want. Or do I get another running back? Whoa, that's a, that's actually not a bad idea either because then people could talk trades like are other leagues doing. Which Kenneth I'll... Walker still available. Brees Hall still available. I mean, there's there's some good running backs. Dalvin Cook is still available. That's why a lot of people. I will go after Alvin what Kamara. What about Kamara? He's still available. <laughs> it's here. People are stupid, man. They're really dumb. So I, you, you best believe if Alvin Kamara is there in the fifth or sixth round, I'm scooping him right up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if uh, Beeb, I don't know if he's told you about uh, what uh, James was doing him last no, week with uh, no. Kenneth Walker and Calvin Ridley and he, all yeah, these he, other he guys. He mentioned to me some kind of tree. But I oh, yeah, like, there, he was relentless with not trading Calvin A lot Calvin of these Ridley. guys are relentless. And by the way, Mikey's drafting back-to-back. Let's see how this... This lunatic drafts, by the way. <laughs> I, I could have landed Cooper Cup. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, he could. And by the way, uh, my guy is gone. So mm. Keenan Allen is gone. There you go. So I, I don't have a shot at Keenan Allen. But uh, who's my next guy? Joe Burrow, they say, uh, right over there. DeAndre Hopkins is another one. If he's still – Mari Cooper I already drafted in the, in the third round. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. That's interesting. Yeah, that's not a bad uh, – because he tends to be, like, after Mark Andrews, he tends to be a very popular third set. I know Brian Drake, when we had him on the show, likes TJ Hawkinson a lot. Yeah, so. it, it, but there's still George Kittle, who's still available. Mm. It's interesting because what's weird with, with the 49ers is Brock Purdy used Kittle a lot more than you saw Jimmy G do in that of course the season. Did. So uh, it's, it's a weird thing to trust because Kittle's always been a great blocker and kind of his receiving's gone down in recent years because of his injuries. It, it's, it's interesting when you, when you look at how everybody's falling. And, and teams, if you look at this league, everybody is falling exactly the way you expected them to fall. And now I'm sitting here in the fourth round, and I'm, I'm kind of contemplating. Do I go after a wide receiver when I have my two running backs? Or do I go after a running back who's, or a tight end that puts me in a better position? So I, I, I don't know. I still think there's quite a few running backs that I would draft and I could get in the later rounds. I think wide receivers are starting to fall. So uh, Deontay Johnson is still available. Uh, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore. Terry McLaren uh, and DeAndre Hopkins is still theirs, and I think DeAndre Hopkins would be my next pick. Yeah, I think somebody in uh, his draft too, Daigle's uh, video yes. that I showed you. I in think the fourth round, oh, somebody else liked DeAndre Hopkins too in that spot too. So if he if McLaurin does go, that's an interesting other option as well. Well, what what did you what did uh, John Daigle think about that choice? Did he did he like that choice? Well, uh, he he thought he thought that Hopkins. 
was probably going to wait till more to the fourth or fifth round. I think he was surprised he took him that early because I think Cooper was still there at the time, if I remember correctly. I got which, Cooper, which, which is a good pick. Like he's very consistent. I know um, he was. I think he was saying he's most consistent season since his 2016 year with the Raiders. Because right. you know, Beef with with Dallas, sometimes he would disappear in games too, yeah, like yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. And yeah. I love George Pickens too this year. I really he, do. He but does, I wouldn't. Definitely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't draft him early like this in the fourth round. I did in our league. I drafted him early because I, I trust. You know where everything was falling. I, I. You, by the way, your. I don't know if it's your cousin, your friend James. No, he's been, it's my cousin's. <laughs> it's my cousin's brother. Oh, he he's been reaching out to me and trying to pitch me crap <laughs> for Kenneth Walker. And I told him I am not taking crap for Kenneth Walker. And he said, "You want me to? You want me to give you Kenneth Walker? I want Calvin Ridley." I said. He says, "Well, I'm not giving up Calvin Ridley." I said. I drafted Kenneth Walker in the same round before Calvin Ridley. <laughs> and he says, well, you made a mistake. I said, well, why do you want Kenneth Walker then? I mean, this is, a guy, mean, this is a guy that has Jonathan Taylor, keep in mind. Yeah. <laughs> so mean, his number one running back is Pacheco. I mean, it's funny when people are arguing about something when he completely, he's completely wrong about what he's arguing about. I know. Well, so, I, I mean, I, I think it's funny. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm still looking at, and, and there are some good quarterbacks still available, by the way. And if anybody is... Obviously, drafting. I am not drafting a quarterback till the fifth round. I'm going to wait. There's still Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, uh, Dak Prescott. I know you don't like him. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, Tua. I mean, there's a lot of good wide uh, quarterbacks. I don't really have to. I don't have to reach for a quarterback now. I'm just reaching for my second wide receiver. Where do I go when it comes to the wide receiver? I mean, Deontay Johnson is the best one rated on the top. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore, Terry McLaren, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, um, and now I'm drafting. Who, where do you guys go? I would go more. You would go more. Mm-hmm. Where Where would you go? What, what do you have left? Who's out there? Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Terry McLaren, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, and it's either uh, Hopkins or Moore. Hopkins or Moore? Should I go with Hopkins? I like Moore. He's the number more. one target. So Hopkins. Is the, so is Moore, right? Moore is the number one target, so. but. Is he going to get the ball a lot when he has a running quarterback? Yeah, that's the only tricky thing to judge because, like, they had barely threw the ball. Either. DeAndre Hopefully. Hopkins is going to get his touches. Yes. He is going to get his touches. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. I, I, I think it makes sense. And, and like you said, um, or go to TJ Hawkinson. Do I go TJ Hawkinson? Mm-hmm. You know, he Hop- might be back around. You know, Hopkins fifth, is going to so. get the he's going to get the ball. So you know he's going he's going to get the ball and he's going to get touchdowns. Yes, but I'm going to go wide receiver because I know DeAndre Hopkins will get the touchdowns. Yes. He had eight touchdowns last he's year prob- and he projected? barely played. What's his projection for this year? Um, six and a six point three. He'll have more than that. I couldn't draft. By the way, they drafted for me, Deontay Johnson. Oh <laughs> shit! Oh. I was waiting. <laughs> Deontay, I'm not he's mad. Fine. He's fine. I'm not yeah. mad about Deontay Johnson. I, I think he's a good player. I'm just he's not the guy that I wanted. But uh, again, I I'm doing a show. He's basically the younger Keenan Allen. He's basically just the short route guy that'll he's get a still lot gonna, of catches. He's gonna get a lot of catches, a lot of touches. He'll be fun. He's the number one guy. I know on Pittsburgh. Yeah, the last last year he had a fluke year of having zero touchdowns. Like you can expect that to happen again. No, I couldn't believe that. No, uh, I had him in like three out of four of my leagues. I I, I know it well. And he I'm kind of like, pissed he off. He was still that steady I, with like 10 points, 11 points a week. He just couldn't get a touchdown. I'm kind of pissed off that I, I messed up there. I, I definitely messed up there. So I'm not very happy about that. So hopefully I come back around and I, I clean up what I just did. So you'll be I, fine. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know. But so 14 uh, team league, you'll be all right. 
uh, 14-team league, and I have Deontay Johnson as my second target for my wide receivers. That's all right. You've got two good running backs. I do. So and I might have to go after another one. Or I'm going to have to go after another wide receiver. Or a quarterback. Yeah, because I, I have to have a flex guy, too. Of so And a tight end. I'm, I'm going tight end next round. Anyways. But anyways, uh, getting back into what we were talking about. We're going to get into our... Obviously, we're going to go through each and every conference and division uh, at 8 o'clock. And we will go through it and really argue our points on where we think some of these teams, some of the awards and how it's going to fall. TJ Hawkinson was taken off. So I'm kind of screwed there. Uh, But uh, yeah, to get back into it, I I think when you look at Mike Evans and obviously the money that he wants, he deserves it. 81 touchdowns over 10,000 yards. I mean, those are really Brandon Marshall numbers. If you look at Brandon Marshall's numbers as as an NFL player in the what twelve years that he played, yeah, those like are almost identical. Teams, yeah. And this guy's twenty nine years old; it still has another three, four good years left. So I, I think I, a guy like Mike Evans is a guy that you definitely want to pay. And I, if they don't pay him, somebody else will. And I, I could see them trading him as as a lot of people believe that he could be available sometime at the trade deadline. It makes a lot of sense, too, because the Buccaneers are not going to get a lot of value out of him more than no. what they did last well, how season. How old is he now? He's in his 30s, right? Yeah, he's, he's 29 right now. Oh, okay. Again, he, like, like Errol was saying, he's been very good touchdown guy. Even last year when he had a lot of drops and was kind of inconsistent last year, he still had those kinds of numbers, which is very good in itself, oh, he, too. He had, so he any Brady team, there. So. Yeah, well, yeah. But also think about last year, too, for the Buccaneers. They had no running game. They had a really bad offensive line, and he still put up those kinds of numbers, too, in the second half of the season to get them to win that division. Remember, they almost missed the playoffs in that well, horrible division last well, year. Well, because they, they, they had so many injuries. Yeah, so, so many injuries. Their offensive line, like, uh, Marpet retired. Jensen did, was hurt. Did, their and, defense was hurt. Their offensive line was hurt. So he still did well amidst all that, and that's why I think they're going to have not have a choice but to trade him. I know he's their franchise guy. I know the fans are going to be annoyed if they don't trade him, but this might be the best value they can get for a team that is oh, not going to be very good. You, you got Baker Mayfield there, please. Yeah, and you got Baker Mayfield there who has not been good at stretching the field, which is Mike Evans' strength, and he's not been good with deep, deep accuracy throughout his career either, so I don't know how much this is going to expand his value the same way, and that's why... better off going into the Giants. Yeah, I mean, he, the Giants, yeah, like Errol was saying, there's a lot of other options for contenders that need wide receivers. I was hearing the Buffalo Bills, if they don't think they're going to be able to re-sign Gabe Davis, maybe they can just get him on a, a flyer, like a, a two- or three-year type deal where he gets the, Mike Evans will get the money he wants on a shorter deal, and Buffalo takes him on to go along with Josh Allen, who obviously has a big arm and could help maybe uh, extend Evans' career where he could have a better shelf life, too. Now I'm looking at, uh, I'm up next, there is still DeAndre Hopkins. DJ Moore is still available. And on the running backs area, we still have um, quite a few. Devante, Javante Williams. I still, like him. Yep. You should, do you think I should draft him? I over wouldn't a wide take receiver? him over a wide receiver. No. 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 Draft a wide receiver. I would draft a wide receiver. Where do I? Where do I go? DeAndre I still Hopkins? like more a little more, but again, if you trust Hopkins more for the deep shots and the touchdowns, go for it. Well, they're both average about the same amount of points. I mean, where they are. I mean, you can argue. I'm going to go with more if he's still available. I'll, I would I'll definitely take him. more. I'll, I'll I'll draft more. I, I'll, I I don't like the Johnson move. Okay, I don't know. I, I, I'm not very happy with that pick. But again, I, I waited too long. I'm not going to wait that long on this pick. So I'm going to let it fall for what it is. And this guy is waiting to the last second. <laughs> he oh, waited for the last second. Mike Williams. It? 
he drafted. Uh-huh. Which I'm not as high on this year, so I think you lucked out there. TJ Moore, I'm going to draft him. There it's, we go. I don't know. Quentin Johnson and Keenan Allen there. It's going to be tough for them to get consistent targets there, too, from yes. Williams. And I, think, I had him last year, too, and he was very inconsistent because of that. Even in a year where Allen was hurt, too. Yes. Now I have to look at, do I look at a running back now? I have three wide receivers. Do I go running back now? Yeah, what running backs are out there? Or tight ends, you know, because there's not many tight yeah, ends available. There's going to be a drop off probably after that Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard well, area. There's, there's Kyle Pitts is still there. If, you, if he's there in the sixth, I would definitely take him. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Pitts yeah. in the sixth. Because I, I can't imagine. Darren Wall is still there. Which is, that was That's Daigle's guy. Pick. That was Daigle's guy. Tied in three for him. You, you, should I go Darren Wall? I would trust I would trust Daigle's instincts there over mine, if you want to judge that. <laughs> I, if he's still there. If Darren Wall is still there, I draft him. I think you'd trust him more over Pitts. And at a quarterbacks, there's still Justin Fields, Dak Prescott. I mean, Deshaun Watson. It's hard not to take Aaron Rodgers if, if he doesn't fall there, though. Like, Sh- rushing upside is insane for Fields. So if he if he falls all the way to the sixth yeah, round, I think that's better than a tight end at the spot. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll do that. Field, you got Fields in the sixth in our league, and that was a ten-team league. Yeah, my, I'm, it, it's going to have to jump a lot if I get. I, I don't think he'll be there, but I'm just saying if he is, that would be I insane. don't know. I, I mean, I, I look at my team right now with our, obviously you have Cooper, Johnson, Eckler, Etn, and more. It's a pretty good team. I mean, in a fourteen-team league, it's a pretty good team. I, I should go after another running back because they're they're going to start to drop. Yep. They're definitely going to start to drop, and I. If any of these guys get hurt, I'm screwed. Okay, so that's that's the problem here. Now there 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 might be, uh, and they're all go- Darren Waller well, was picked by the way. Okay, he was picked. How so. many people? Make, how many teams make the playoffs? Uh six. I would say seven. Right, seven. Seven teams make. I don't think you have seven. One, one's a buy. Number. No, because one's the buy. One team gets the buy, and the other the other six play against one another. Oh yeah, I guess it's possible. Could be. I never saw that before, but yeah, I guess it's possible. I think that's. The I was way thinking. It's going. I think the most fourteen I've seen is six teams. That's yeah, the, six. With the yeah. two getting Mine's by. six. Okay. Our league six. Now everybody's taking their dear old time because they they're, they're, <laughs> they're trying thinking. to they're trying to stall you they're to drive you crazy. They're, stall <laughs> they're, they're stalling me, man. Let me tell you, I, I I the only thing I don't like is the the Johnson move. I didn't like that, but again. I don't know what's going to happen to Deontay Johnson. He doesn't stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he could be really good. So uh, I'm interested to see what he's going to do with uh, a young quarterback. But uh, let's let's go through it, okay? Let's. What are, what are you doing over here, Speedy? No, I'm, I'm trying to give him the password to get into the computer. All right, so let's let's go through it. Speedy, you have music. Yes, I do. All right, let's go through the NFC East first. I'll let you go first, Speedy. Okay. You go through team to team. Give me their record, where you think their record is going to be from top to bottom. Really, where the teams, why you think the teams are going to have that, the team is going to have that record. Who do you think is going to be a breakout player? You know, you know what we do every single year. Let's go through it. Uh, We'll do the NFC East first. Are you ready? Yep. And then you, Beave, then me. All right, all right, so number one, I think we all are thinking the same way, the Philadelphia Eagles. I know you're a Cowboys fan. I know you're like to hear that because I know Dallas has been close in recent years, but they just got too much talent this offseason with that defensive line. They improved a lot with their running game, too. I think Swift is an upgrade over Sanders, and I think even Rashad Penny is not far behind Miles Sanders either, so I don't think they're going to miss a beat with their running game. The only thing that concerns me with the Eagles long-term is what our what our friend uh, Kenyon Barner was mentioning, uh, just two coordinator changes, but I can't imagine this team regressing 
regressing too badly. I think they're going to be 13 and 4. It's going to be a harder schedule, so I don't think they're going to be like a 15 and 2, 14 and 3 team, but 13 and 4, they're my number one seed in the NFC, too. And a guy to watch out for on that defensive line, too, Josh Sweat, a guy that Derek mentioned last year was getting a lot more reps towards the end of the season, too. And offensively, it's tough to go wrong with somebody like Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, too, as breakout candidates. So the Eagles, 13 and 4, they're my number one seed in the NFC East. That's who you got, Speedy? Yep. Are you going uh, surprise here, BV? You sticking with I'm, the Eagles? No, I'm going to pick the Cowboys this year to win this division. I mean, right. they upgraded their defense. They got a lot better on defense. I mean, Michael Parsons has looked unbelievable in, in practice and in preseason this year. I mean, the guy's a beat. He's coming after everybody. And, you know, Mike McCarthy's calling the plays now. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. but <laughs> You don't love the great Kellen No, I, 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 don't trust, I don't trust Dak Prescott, but... Something tells me he's got something to prove this year after the season they had last year. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys at 13 and four. The Eagles going to be 12 and four. Washington's going to be third, and the Giants going to be last. That's what I'm going with. That's what you guys are going with. You you guys went pretty fast, and well, I, I thought you were going to. I, get... I, he was doing all four teams. I thought we were going to rotate. No, you go you go go once at a time. Oh, go one, one at, time. at a time. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, yes. That's what we were saying. All right, so you have the Cowboys going one. Yes. I have I have the Philadelphia Eagles going number one, obviously. Uh, with the defense that they have, the youngsters that they have, Jalen Carter is going to be beastly this year, could be defensive rookie of the year. I like their running game. They added Swift in the offseason. They have A.J. Brown. They have Smith. And, and Jalen Hurts, if he stays healthy this year, this team could win 14 games. I, I really do believe it. Uh, they have a tremendous offensive ability. And, and really, their offensive line, which is the best in football, they're coming back. Johnson's back. Kelsey is back for another year. I expect that this offensive line will stay healthy and be able to compete all season long uh, against some of the best defenses in the NFL. I mean, if you look at the NFC East, you have four teams that could go in the top ten when it comes to defensive talent. So it's going to be fun this year with both those, you know, with, with the Eagles, and I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC East. All right, so I'm going to go with Dallas number two. I'm going to say 10-7 and seven for them. I think they fall off a little bit record-wise with the harder schedule, but I think their improvements this offseason are helpful. I like the move for Brandon Cooks a lot because they always were missing that number two receiver alongside CeeDee Lamb for quite a while after they traded Amari Cooper. They were trying to patch guys in, and I think he's going to be an impactful player. He's a pretty steady player year to year, and that's going to help them with their other receivers kind of being more slot types. I got a question for you guys. All right. Uh, quarterback, I, all the quarterbacks are going off the board uh, Rodgers. Uh, there's still, hold on. There's Tua or Rodgers? Who Rogers. do you go? Rodgers. Russell Wilson? Rodgers. You could probably wait around on Russell Wilson if you want to target that. I'm going, I'm going with Rodgers. Go Rodgers? I would. I, I would mean, wait around and target Russell Wilson. But <laughs> Wait around? I need a quarterback. Who do I draft? Rogers. What are the tight ends left? I think you could draft a tight end or a running quarterback. I need a Rogers. quarterback. There's no quarterbacks available. In the 14th, everybody's drafting. You know who's left? Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Tua. Rodgers. Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. I mean, do you trust that these no. quarterbacks are going to be good? Rodgers. I'm going to go Rodgers. Or Tua. Rodgers. Should I go Tua? <laughs> about draft another backup if you're going to draft Tua. I did that in my other league. <laughs> I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. There you go. But, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Uh, going back to Dallas, we'll see what their defense well, is in the second half of the season. They were a little bad against the run. Yeah, they picked up um, Gilmore from the Patriots. Gilmore is a nice move. I think that'll help their secondary depth a lot. Cause then you can and they're keep... moving Parsons up to um... to safety? No, linebacker. I think. Linebacker? Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm curious what they're going to do with Parsons because they tried to make him an exclusive And he lost passer. a lot of weight, and he's, and he's faster now. He, yeah. He's all bulked up. And... 
Yeah, I, I, I think the notion of him trying to have to just be a pure pass rusher is really beside itself, too. Like, he's good in other areas. Why not use him in other areas, too? Yeah. That's why I think the big breakouts have to come from who is that second pass rusher, because I think that's something that Dallas has not figured out yet. They gave Demarcus Lawrence the big contract, and he is kind of underwhelmed since then because he's really just a speed rusher and doesn't have a lot of great run-stopping abilities either. The defensive line was pretty good against the run in the first half, but not good in the second half. So where do they come with that? Dan Quinn's done a nice job. The other thing that's concerning, too, is the offensive line for Dallas, who's had some injury issues already this preseason. They have, but they'll be all right. I mean, they had, they drafted the running back, Deuce Vaughn, who's looked really I good, like too. Yep. So, I mean, you got him and Pollard. So it's a different offense now. Yeah, Deuce Vaughn was a very good and player. And again, McCarthy's calling the plays, too. so it's going to be totally different. I, I'm, I'm almost up again. Uh, do I go Alvin Kamara in this round if he's still sitting there? Yeah. I take him, yeah. yes. I mean, Antonio Gibson is still there. I would do Kamara. Yeah, Kamara. I, I think I'll go Kamara, too. He's sitting there. DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon, Zach Carbonate. I'm I'm not going to draft a tight end until the mm. end. I, yeah. I mean, I don't really care. Mm. I, mean, I, I think there's no competition for Kamara. Like, everyone else has competition. You got Brian Robinson for mm. Washington. You have, like I said, Rashad Penny for Philly. Like, who's Kendry Miller's already heard. Who's going to steal touches for Kamara? Like, I, I think that's a really good spot for him. I, I, yes, uh, he would be a pretty good fall if, mm. if I get him. I, I'm, I'm, wor- I'm worried that he somebody's going to – now Michael Majestic, he's – He's got the last pick before I get him. I, I will draft Alvin Kamara. Okay, Carl what? comments on Jesus Beef. Tell him Ezekiel Elliott isn't on the squad anymore. I think he knows. <laughs> All right, I, so. I know. So I got the Eagles second mm. at a 12 and 4. All right. I have. I have the Cowboys second. I, I think with Micah Parsons and what this team is capable to, to do defensively this year, I like Dak Prescott. I know you don't like him, but I like that mm. what they're going to do this year. Right. Pollard's going to have a great year. He's the guy. He is going to be a guy that's going to get touches at catching the ball and running the ball. And I think C.D. Lamb is going to have another, another phenomenal year. He's expecting a big contract at the end of the season. If he has another year like he had last year with close to 1,400, 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns, he's going to get his money. And Alvin Kamara was drafted by him. This guy drafted him right before me. Wow. This, it pissed me off, man. <laughs> I am so pissed off right now. Antonio Gibson? Gibson, you gotta go with. Or Gabe Davis? Gibson. Gibson? Gibson. Yeah. Gabe Davis is really streaky. He's yeah, but, very tough to trust. I mean, you got Brandon Cooks there now, and you got a healthy Michael Gallup also in Dallas. A.J. Dillon? So. Mm-hmm. Don't love him. P. Ryan? I like P. Ryan, so that's, that would be the second option if you don't want to do Gibson. <laughs> Ah, oh, man, I'm so pissed off, man. <laughs> I am so pissed off right now. A majestic, majestic thief. Yeah, he's a majestic thief. I'm going to go in Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Carl's going to take Kamara and draft his backup. Uh, I was going to take Kamara. Yeah, I was, was trying take him. to, Carl. He was trying he was, to. He was taken before me. I'm so pissed off. So pissed off, man. Ugh. Uh, Carl says 12 and 4. There are 17 games played. So you're 12 and 5 for the Eagles, I'm 12 guessing? 5, 12 yeah. and 5. I am going, uh, by the way, with the offensive side of the ball, CD Lamb. And, and I think that this team all around is going to be a dangerous team defensively. If they stay healthy this year and they stay out of trouble off the field, I expect them to be a top five, top seven defense in the NFL with Micah Parsons being one of the lead you know, rushers in all of football. I, I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to get at the quarterback. He's going to hit the quarterback a lot. Um, I would say the Cowboys are going to win 12 games this year. I think they're a 12-5 and five team, 11-6 11, 11 team this year. I, they make the playoffs. They're a wild-card team. I, I just I question the coaching over there. 
And now with a new offensive coordinator, I'm questioning that. So we'll see what they can do. Uh, they, they have the same defensive coordinator, they have the same defense. So I expect them to be at the top of the, uh, at the, top of the, the food chain this year. So uh, I would say number two, the Cowboys. All right, so my next two are in a tie. I think Washington and the Giants are both going to tie at eight and nine this season. I'll give the edge to Washington because the Giants usually struggle in the division. They can't beat the Eagles to save their life, and the Cowboys usually beat them at least once, if not sweep them for the season. So I'll give Washington the tiebreaker here. Lots to like with those offensive skill players, like you were just saying. You just drafted Gibson. He also got three good receivers if Curtis Samuel could stay healthy as well. And Eric Bieniemy is there. I know there was tension with those guys. Oh, the guy's too intense, but I don't think that's going to last the whole season. I think maybe it'll take a little while, but you, you look at Sam Howell, who's played well in the preseason, and a defense that should play better on paper. They're weak in the middle of the field. They've drafted a lot of linebackers that have not panned out for them and a lot of veteran guys, but I think their pass rush, if Chase Young comes back healthy, is going to be a tough one for them to be able to do. And their secondary, they drafted a couple corners, a lot of corners that played well for them last year, too, at the beginning of the season. So I think they'll be better. Not a playoff team, Washington, but I do think they'll be better 8-9. and nine. I have them tied with the Giants in third. I have the, I have the Redskins over the Giants. Okay. And I just, for some reason, their defense is good. You got Gibson there. I mean, Washington is going to be a tough team, tougher than the Giants. I still don't trust Daniel Jones for the Giants. I'm sorry. I don't trust him as a quarterback. I don't think he's any good. So yeah, the, I, have, I have the Redskins at 9 and 8. The only question and, and, with the, and, the, and the Giants at 8 and 9. The only question with their offense is really their offensive line. And, and obviously, if Howell's actually a good quarterback, I don't know if I necessarily trust him to be great, but I think he'll at least be competent in that scheme. So the Giants' offensive lines had their own kind of issues, too. And if Evan Neal could pass block to save his life, that would only help, too. I, I, like, I like the Giants this year. I think they can win 9 or 10 games. I, I think they have the quarterback, Daniel Jones. I think they can run the ball. Saquon Barkley is going to have a great year. I, I really do believe that. And and their defense is going to be even better with Mink, uh, Wink there. Uh, he, he didn't get a job in the offseason. He only interviewed for one of them. I, I do believe Wink Martindale is the really the, good, the defensive guru for the New York Giants. It's something they haven't had since they won a Super Bowl uh, you know, in 2011. I, I think they have the ability to get to the quarterback. And I also believe they could throw the ball with Darren Waller this year. I think they'll be able to get the ball. Uh, to Darren Waller, who will give them about seven or six touchdowns and, and command double teams in the open field. I, I, I think they're good, and I think the Giants could make the playoffs. I think there could be three wild, wild card teams to come out of the East like it did last year. Uh, give me the Giants. I think the Giants are a 10 and 7 team, right? Or a 10 yeah. and 8 team? Or what is 10, that? And seven. 10, 10, 10 and 7, 7 team or a 9 and 8 team. They could sneak in as a wild card team, the last wild card team. So I would say they're the they're third best team in the NFC East. Yeah, and you know, I, I look at what the Giants, what they have of the wide receivers. Hopefully Darren Waller could definitely help maybe factor in because he's right now played a lot of big slot in this preseason. That's where he really strived in that play, in that preseason game against the Panthers, and that's where I think the camaraderie is going to be. The problem is the Giants have a lot of guys that are traditional slot receivers, and they're going to need someone else to emerge. I like Isaiah Hodgins, but he's really the only one I could trust on a consistent basis. And their defense, they definitely got a lot better talent this offseason, too. I like the move for Okereke, the linebacker. Deontay Banks had a really good preseason, too. The question is with them is can they get enough consistent edge rushing, too, in Wink's scheme with Thibodeau and Ojolari if they can stay healthy, too. They got some depth, but do they have enough of those guys to help out their counter? And stopping the run, too, was an issue for the Giants at certain points last year. And offensively, like I was saying, huge beef. Offensive line, well, they better wake up if they want to have any and chance. Daniel Jones can't protect the ball. Yeah. Daniel Jones was very good at efficiency last year. Will it carry over to this year will be another question because he has been fumble prone in the past too and if this offensive line can't protect especially on that right side with Neil which he liked to run to a lot that's going to be very hard all right Carlos and predictions uh, Eagles 12 and 5 Cowboys 11 and 6 Giants 8 and Ooh. 9 
and Washington 7 and 10. No snug, the Cowboys should not bring back Jason Garrett. <laughs> no, no. What, one thing Cowboys fans and Giants no, fans can agree on, no. Jason Garrett stays. He was horrible. <laughs> Worst coach in the NFL ever. I'm going to go wow. I'm going to go Washington as my final team in the NFC East. I think they're good defensively. I I question their offense because they're complaining already about Eric Bieniemy. So I don't know what's going to happen this year with the quarterback. Uh, Sam Howell, I, I you can't trust Sam Howell as their starting you quarterback. Got to put Kobe Bouchet there. I, I, they they got to put somebody. Maybe they should put their coach because they stink. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're going to do. I think they fire their. I think. Uh, uh, R- Rivera's going to get fired before the season's end. I-, I just don't know if this team knows where they're going. I think ownership with Harris is definitely moving in the right direction. But I, I just think they're a seven-win team, an eight-win team. I don't think they're any better than that. So um, I-, I say Washington's the worst team in the NFC East. Maybe Washington's a trade for trade for Zach Wilson to reunite him with Dax Milne, his college teammates. <laughs> NFC North. All right, another one I have a virtual tie for. I have the Packers and the Bears both tied at seven and ten. Um, I'll just say I don't know which the tiebreaker is going to be. I'll give it to the I'll give it to the Bears right now as last. I think the Packers will do a little better in division play. So I'll just say that it's a virtual tie. Chicago's defense is what I'm we're still trying to see if it's going to transition. Everflus is a great defensive coordinator. I think he's going to make a lot of these young guys really good up front. We've seen Jack Sanborn, Dominique uh, Robinson play very well last year up front, and their secondary I think will get better over time. But this offense is what I'm excited about this year when. You look at somebody like Khalil Herbert at running back. Justin Fields, obviously, we know what he could do on the ground. I think he'll lead the league in rushing yards this year. And DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney as well, uh, giving them some spacing in that offense, too. They just need, like John Daigle was saying last week, they need to throw the ball for a better volume. I think that, I think they improved this week. I think they're like the Lions of last year. They'll be a little short of the playoffs. I have them at 7-10. and 10. So in the eighth round, who do you go with if, if, there's, a, if there's a tight end available? Ooh. Tyler Higbee, Dalton Kincaid. I can Coquel, Laporta. I like Laporta. Yeah, yeah. He's my favorite rookie tight end this year. Kincaid could be good. I just want to see how transit, how Buffalo transitions. I know, I know. I what's his name again? Liked him too, Laporta. Um, yeah, one of our, yeah. I think Brian Drake did. Yeah, no, John Daigle liked him, and he liked he liked Musgrave later on too. If you were waiting on it, yeah, I think I think Laporta is, would be the play I want. It's just the same thing I said about every other Lions guy. Like they're going to get targets because all these guys are suspended. So I like Laporta. All right, I got Laporta. I there took him go. as my tight end. There you go. There we go. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking a dump. There we go. I'm dumping away, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Away, baby. I'm dumping away. <laughs> Screw you, Mike. <laughs> I see you found your enemy in this league. Yeah. Um, Besides Mikey C. Well, it's definitely Mikey C. It's definitely Mike. Are you kidding me? Mike was talking crap. <laughs> this is what you're going to make excuses because you're doing a show and you're picking your team. I said, you're an idiot. <laughs> You're a jackass. Go, go kiss my ass. That's what I told him. <laughs> All right, so I got Chicago 7-10, and 10, like I said, a virtual tie with the Packers. So, B, if you got number four in the NFC, uh, NFC South. NFC South. Or NFC North, um, my NFC bad. North. NFC North. Um, I don't – with the Packers, I don't trust Jordan Love. I don't know what he's going to be with. I mean, he has no one to throw the ball to. They have no run game at all. I mean, Packers, I could see finishing um, in dead last, probably like 6-10. and 10. If that, I mean, they they've done nothing to help themselves. They have no money. They they've done nothing, at all. All right, so Errol, number four in the NFC North, who will be the worst team? Mm. Oh, we're going worse now. Yeah, we'll yeah. switch it up. We'll, we'll he switched it up on us. We'll all right, I, here's what I think. I'm going to say this because I'm going to be very very nice about it. Oh. I think the Chicago Bears will be the worst team in this division. Wow. I do. Wow. I, I think they're not. 
and that that's not saying anything bad about the team and the organization. I think Justin Fields is going to make strides. I think this team's going to make strides. DJ Moore and Mooney, all these guys, they're going to make strides. This team is going to, the offensive line's going to be better. This defense is going to be better. I just question, are they going to be able to stay intact? Is Justin Fields going to stay healthy all season long, which has been a big problem for Justin Fields uh, since he's come into the league? It's just injury because he, get, he gets beaten up, but he, he's a tough kid. But I, I really think... Chicago wins eight games this year. I think they're going to win eight games this year, but I, I just don't know if they're better than Detroit. I don't know if they're better than Minnesota or Green Bay. So I'm going to go with Chicago. All right, so uh, like I said, a virtual tie with the Bears and the Packers. I'll just give the Packers also 7-10, and 10, third place by default. So I don't know, tiebreakers are weird, but they still have the defense right there. Once they get these guys back healthy, their linebackers they improved on last year, bringing back Devondre Campbell. They drafted Quay Walker, who played well in the second half of the season for them. And they were able to keep a lot of, besides Amos, they were able to keep a lot of their defensive backs, which I'm surprised they were able to do. Like you were saying, B, they were so cash-strapped for a while. It seemed like a, it seemed like something that was hard for them to do. They did lose, however, Preston Smith, and they and they where are they going to get the edge rushing from? Rashawn Gary's on one side. They drafted Lucas Van Ness. That's going to be a big question for them. But again, more of the questions come with the offense, obviously. That offensive line that can't stay healthy to save their life. Elston Jenkins was hurt last year. You had uh, Josh Myers hurt last year. And then Bakhtiari, like we were saying, has played one game in the last two years. So very tough to trust. And they're wide receivers. In today's NFL, you need wide receiver depth, and they do not have it. And Jordan Love, I have less faith in than Errol does. I know Errol likes Jordan Love. Love him. But I have less faith in him. I still think he'll be a little turnover prone. And Matt LaFleur, can he actually be the LeFleur. coach to take that next step? Because he's been like a winning coach, but he's not like a great coach. Should I go with Russell Wilson in the 10th round? I mean, if you need a, he's coming you, up. I have wide receiver. I, I need a lot. I mean, you have so many bench guys. Oh. You have so many bench fillings, and they're still good players. Do I, do I bring a second quarterback in, or do I wait? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson's. It's pretty good. That's good value. It's a good value Definitely over there. Good value with a new team, a new court, court. Yeah, I think him sitting over there, he's the best quarterback available. I mean, do you trust Derek Goff? Do you trust Kenny Pickett or no. Sam no. Howell no. or Matthew Stafford or nope. Derek Carr or Jordan Love or Jimmy Garoppolo? No, he's definitely not Jimmy guy. Garoppolo. He's the best guy available. Definitely, you take, the, take the best guy that's available. I, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. I, I mean, I, I do need more wide receiving help. I do need. Quarter, I mean, running back help, uh, but I'm going to go with the guy that uh, has a nice smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ciara is impressed. Alrighty, too. Then. All right, I got Russell Wilson. All there right, you there go. you go. I got a, a second quarterback. I'm done with quarterback. Redemption season. Yes. All right, Speedy. We'll be- All right, Speedy. So I have Packers 7 and 10, like, again, tied for the Bears with uh, third and fourth place. Third and fourth. So I had the Packers last, like I said. Um, I'm going to go with. Detroit Lions finishing in third place. I mean, I don't. Jared Goff to me is not a good quarterback. I think he's going to take a step back again this year. And they don't have much either. I mean, I don't trust their defense. I don't trust their run game. They really don't have a lot to throw the ball to. So Detroit's probably going to be 7 and 11. They don't have a kicker in this league? Or seven, oh, really? I'm sorry, not 7 11. I never saw that before. They don't have a kicker in this league. Well, that's, that's 7 and 10, not 7 and 11. <laughs> There's no kicker in this league. There's 18 weeks. That's thinking. interesting. That is the dream of um, great guest of the show, Ian Harditz. That's always what he advocates for is ban kickers from fantasy football. That's what he said. Now, I guess, you finally have a league without a kicker. Do I go defense now? 
No, not necessarily. No? No. Go with another tight end? Go with as much receiver and running back depth as you can at this point. Wide receivers. Well, I'm, I'm not drafting for another 20 spots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to change a lot when it comes to running back and wide receiver depth. Oh, I mean, such man. bad luck where I drafted, man. It's so it's horrible. I mean, Marvin Mims Jr. is still available. Yep, that was another one of Daigle's big guys. I'm going to draft him next. I will bring him in. Um, I do need another running back. Who's available right now? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Jalen War- uh, Warren. He's uh, interesting. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, not many good ones. I mean, a lot of Keandre rookies Miller. in that spot. Yeah, that's the Saints rookie who I would imagine there's a lot of rookies. Miami's rookie. Chain Gus Edwards. Sort of there. Yeah, he's interesting, too. It's Maybe I should draft a running back because there's not many left of them. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he could get touchdowns. Or Elijah Mitchell. I think Mitchell's got more upside, but he, Zeke could get touchdowns in that system for sure. Patriots have a pretty good offensive line. And Zeke, even last year, still had a lot of touchdowns, even being kind of a second fiddle running back later in the season. So, All so. right, so where, where, where are we at? So, so the Beave has who? who he who said Detroit, have? 7 I said and Detroit, 10. third. All right, All right so, third, so third, I have the Green Bay Packers. I, I think Green Bay, like you said, Speedy, I think they're practically the same record, eight-win team, seven-win team. I, I just I don't trust and, and this this doesn't take shots at Jordan Love. I like Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is a good quarterback. I just don't know with a young quarterback that you can strive and win that division. Now everybody thinks that they could, but I think Detroit this is the year that Detroit can win the division. They're talented, they're young, and I think they're hungry. I don't know if if that of the Green Bay Packers losing Aaron Rodgers, so many stuff that happened in the offseason. Is this the right coach with this quarterback, with Jordan Love? And is this defense going to hold up? Something that they were supposed to do last year that didn't do, they, they didn't really do that in the second half until Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, played with that broken thumb. So I don't know what this defense is. This defense has to be all world if they plan to make the playoffs, and I don't know if they can. So I have Green Bay winning seven or eight games. Another virtual tie for me for two and one. I think the Lions and Vikings will both tie. I am going to give them both 11 wins, but I'll give the odds wow. to the Lions for the division. I'll say the Vikings are second. I think when you talk about like oh, the notion, oh, Kirk Cousins doesn't win a big game. I think the one big game that he loses that hurts them, and I think that, that ends up making the difference. The Vikings, they have a great offensive line, obviously a great receiving core, drafting Jordan Addison. you got K.J. Osborne who played well in the second half, and obviously Jefferson is the best receiver in football. Now, I'm a little less worried about their defense and Errol is. I know he's had concerns with Minnesota's defense. I like them bringing in Brian Flores. I think he'll help out a lot of those young players that they're starting this year, especially with the linebacking core starting starting Troy Dye, uh, Avon Pace, a rookie from Cincinnati, and their corners, too. They're all young all at once. They signed Byron Murphy from Arizona, and a lot of their safeties and corners they drafted last year, too, that got hurt. I think Brian Flores is a good guy to help out with that, so I think the Vikings are still a playoff team. I'm going to give them 11-6, and six, and I think they're going to be a wild-card team, but I think the Lions can win it on a tiebreaker. There you go. Wow. Wow. So I got the Vikings at 12 and 5. 12 and 5 in second place. Wow. Yes. For first place. Oh, first place. First place. I think they're going to win the division. I think this is the year that Kirk Cousins has a chance to blow this division away because all the teams like are not that good. And I mean, the only thing that worries me with the Vikings is he only has Justin Jefferson to really throw the ball to and he has really nobody else. I mean, their run game is not that good, but if their defense stays healthy and Kirk Cousins can play very well without turning over the ball, they're going to be good. I, I will say this. I, I think the Vikings are the second best team in this division. I think it's Detroit's division to win. I, 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 I look at the Vikings, and there was a lot of things that really stood out to me in the offseason. They needed to add another offensive weapon. They did that. But he got in trouble in the offseason. So 
Uh, how many how many games is he going to be suspended? Jefferson is going to be asking for a lot of money in the offseason because he is the best wide receiver and probably the best offensive player in all of football. And Kirk Cousins. Is TJ Hawkinson and Kirk Cousins going to have the season that they had last year together after the trade at the trade deadline? There's a lot of questions with this team. Um, I love their coach. I think he's a great offensive mind, but the defense last year completely fell apart. They lost some defensive players in the offseason. The question is, are they going to be able to hold up? Are they going to be able to compete? So I have Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings winning 10 games this year. All right. All right, but uh, so who do I go with? I'm up. Wide receiver Marvin Mims, Adam Thielen, Quinton Johnston, Alan Lazard. So those are the wide receivers. Running backs, Tyler Aglier. Not uh, bad, yeah. Jalen Warren, Elijah Mitchell. Or do I go with a defensive team in and, and, and round number Are you, are you just picking backups now? or I like I like Mitchell or Warren. <laughs> Either one of them, if you can get one of those running backs, is good. Mitchell or Warren? Yeah. Gonna, Warren's got a lot of uh, pass catching reps from Najee like, Harris. I so. like Mitchell. I, 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 I do I think too. He, I think he's better. I, I think he's better. I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell uh, over there. So I'm going to take him, big baby. Just sorry, yep. big, sorry. big so, baby. So no, I'm just I'm just blowing. <laughs> I'm just blowing it up. No, we're, not, we're not Marvin to Mims. Player. Marvin Mims is going next. So for all the fans out there, he's going next to the Big Easy. Uh, and then I'll draft defense. Easy. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, uh, I mentioned I have. If he's still there. <laughs> I mentioned I have the Lions. By the way, the Mikey division. changed his name again. Of course he did. New York, New York's best. Okay. No. Yeah, New York's best, and he doesn't want to be a Giants fan. Yeah, he, needs and... a, he needs to plow himself in the ass. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Who's your number one? I got the Lions winning the division. I think there's a lot of great draft picks that they had this year. I know a lot of people were criticizing their first round. I do think Campbell is a nice player for them, though. What they really need to help out their run defense a lot. And he still can cover very well, too, side to side on on left parts against the screen, too. Now, the secondary, I, I mentioned I questioned with their corners being traded, but they said they did draft Ryan Branch. They had a young safety in Kirby Joseph that played very well last year. Young linebacker in Malcolm Rodriguez, who can cover as well. And their edge rushing, too. Both Hutchinson and their other rookie, James Houston, a fifth-round pick. And both had over nine sacks last year. By the way, Darnell Mooney is still available. Take him if he's there. <laughs> Listen to me, take him. Take him. <laughs> take him. What are you, stupid? Take him. Yeah, but... The Lions offense, we know how potent they can be. Even with their receiving uh, suspensions, I think they still have enough. Marvin Jones, they brought back as a solid veteran guy. I think he'll all have that. I love him on Ross St. Brown. And like John Daigle was saying, kind of the unluckiest wide receiver last year with not getting as much touchdowns as he should. I think that should improve. And their offensive line was the second best in terms of pro football focus grades last year, only to the Eagles. And that'll help even bring in new running backs, too, with David Montgomery, who I've always liked, Carl, uh, that he, coming from Chicago. I always liked him at Iowa State, too. And Jared Goff, you got to play better on the road. That'll be the next step for him, but I do think he'll play better overall. So give me the Lions, 11-6, and six, tie with the Vikings for the division. I think they both make the playoffs. But give me the Lions to finally end the drought. So yeah. you you already picked Minnesota I have Minnesota, the yes. Alright, I have Detroit. Too. I, I, I think I, De- I have Detroit second. I, I know you said it. I have I have Detroit as my number one team. I think they're they're a fantastic team. Uh, they're built to win this year. I think they make the playoffs this year. I think uh, for a person that's taken shots at Jared Goff over the last couple of years, I think he is the quarterback 
of this team and this organization in their future. I think they have everything. They added Montgomery in the offseason. I think they're going to be able to run the ball even better this year. And they have weapons all over the field. Uh, we all know what Brown is. We all know what he could do. When Williams actually plays and he doesn't get in trouble and he gets into – he's on this roster. He's, I think he's suspended for the first 11 games or something like that. Whenever he comes back, this team could be so prolifically offensively sound and defensively and the best offensive line in football. I think this team is transitioned into the best offensive line in football. Last year they were second. This year, they're first. Give me Detroit. 12-win team this year. 11, 12 wins. 11 or 12 wins. Give me Detroit as the number one team. Number one team in the NFC North. Oh, Tony Lippett's Super Bowl pick are to two of our three division champions. All right, Carl says, uh, Vikings 10-7, uh, and seven, the Lions 9-8. Lie down, 9-8. <laughs> Bears 8-9, and nine, and the Packers 6-11. and 11. So we're going to the NFC South now. Yes. All right. So I think uh, I'm up now. So where do I go? Should I go defense now? I mean, I would go with round. I would check if any of those receivers are still there before you do that. Darnell Mooney's still there. I would take Mooney. How about Marvin Mims? Or Mims. Yeah, either one of them. Which one should I go with? That's tough. I think Mims with the receiver injuries now could, I think, has more upside at this point. Oh, he's definitely going to be their number one target. It looks that way if if Judy's still going to be hurt for a little while, too. He's probably not going to play in week one. And they already lost Tim Patrick. And everybody says that this guy is the future number one on this team. They like him. Yeah. If you I, Upside is always good to go for. Well, he liked it. John Dago loved he it. He loves movements, yeah. He loves him. And Darnell Mooney, I mean, I like Mooney will still be there. Yeah. I think Mooney will still be All there. Right. I'm going with Mr. Mims. Oh, wait. Also, you have Russell Wilson, too. Yeah, definitely take Mims. I forgot you also just drafted Russell Wilson. Pair those two together. Why That's not? Right. There you go. Moon the Mooney. Moon the Mooney. <laughs> Moon the Mooney. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what Mikey I'm C's, going defense next. Is that what Mikey C's going to do after he gets plowed? Uh, he's going to get plowed. That, that's going to be his new team name, Moon the Mooney. How about he'll just be called Plowman, you know? <laughs> you just want to plow him. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's not many great defensive teams. I still have New England still there, New They're Orleans, safe, yeah. Denver, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I need a team that has a lot of sacks. That's what I need. No. I need sacks. Sacks? Sacks. I, I think Pittsburgh will have the most sacks. They home. should, yeah. They've always been pretty good at the sacks. Like I, I need a team because yeah. with sacks, you get more points. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're always good with sacks and turnovers, even if they're raw yardage defense and their points defense. Their defense is going to be good this year. Yeah. So I, I, fantasy-wise, that's always a, a safe bet because they can always get a lot of I mean, upside. Denver right now is the highest-ranked team still available. Yeah. Just, can they do it at two years in a row with a new coordinator, though? It's going to be very hard. Then there's New England. I mean, the, they can go, I could go with New England. New England is safe because they're always pretty fundamentally sound. But Pittsburgh, I think, has a lot of upside if they can get that secondary going again. And I love that they drafted Porter, too. So that's right. The Oreo Plow. Carl's giving, giving the names. <laughs> out, baby. All right, let's go, Speedy. All right, so uh, NFC South, uh, I think we're uh, maybe in consensus here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be the worst team in this division. I think, yes. like we were talking about earlier, they were traded away Mike Evans probably at the trade deadline, so their offensive line is abysmal. Uh, John Daigle is right. I do like the potential for Rashad White and maybe Chris Godwin in this offense, but that's really about it. There's not really a lot that you could trust. Their defense, Shaq Barrett's coming off a major injury, too torn Achilles for an older pass rusher, too. That's going to be hard for him to be able to come by. I like Vita Vea. I still like their run defense a lot, but again, how much are they going to be able to keep? They signed a lot of these guys to big contracts, and there's other guys from that 2018 and 2019 draft that got to get signed. So I don't really trust it at all. No more Byron Leftwich, no more Bruce Arians. Who's going to trust as the offensive coordinator? And the great Todd Bowles is the head coach. So Tampa- <laughs> oh, wonderful. Todd Bowles. Toddy Bowles. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Toddy takes well, actually, the ball. I should take that back. He might be the worst coach ever. I don't know. Josh McDaniels is a pretty good run for that right now. I don't Toddy know. takes a ball. I don't, I don't know if... Well, I'm going to have Jason Garrett over Todd Bowles. 
Okay, that's not saying much. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. You took Jason Garrett over Todd Bowles. I moved them up one notch. That's not saying much. That <laughs> really exactly. Is not. I moved so, them up a notch. Yeah, there you go. Don't worry. Nothing could be worse than Urban Meyer, though. He's the ultimate loser when it comes to NFL head coaches. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers is worst team in that division, 4-13. and 13. All right. I'm going to have to agree with Speed on this one. Definitely Tampa Bay. Baltimore's still available, too. They're good I would take that they're, they're, they're worrisome with sacks, though, because their edge rush isn't that good. Well, they're, they're, they're estimated to have 41 sacks. Right, hopefully, Ajabo could play a lot no. more in this. Uh, the, you, you don't know. go Baltimore? I like the Steelers or the Patriots more, but if you really? think the Ravens can get some sacks, that's a big question with them. because They, they are, like the Steelers' defense. Their, their edge rushing has been a big problem for them since they lost Terrell Suggs and a lot of that core. And then they just they obviously they lost Judon to the Patriots, and they really haven't been the same getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. It's just so, hard for me to trust. Like it's not Miami's bad. still available. Miami's interesting too because that uh, with Vic Fangio there, that defensive line has been very good too, and definitely warrant a lot of sacks as well. Maybe I could still wait to pick defense. I think you can too. I, I, I look to see if Mooney swings back. If not, you can go with another running back too. It doesn't hurt. Another running back, another wide receiver. And There's a lot of rookie running backs that have a lot of good value at the end of the draft. I know John was mentioning some of them with the Colts. Keandre Miller is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Singletary is still there. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still there. I mean, there's a couple of them. Yeah, uh, who, Miller, Miller's interesting because he could get a lot of reps early in the season with Kamara suspended, too. So maybe he can get a good role with that team. Mm. Then he could even keep that role even when Kamara comes back, too, at least keep some if of it. If he shuts his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of good There's one, not many good running backs. There's a lot of good rookie values that you could definitely see. Like who? I think Amir like, White? Um, no, he's not a rookie. He's a second year. I know, guy. but I'm, I'm just naming players. Is the kid Spears from Tennessee still there? Because um, he's he's the guy that's getting a lot of pass catching reps too. And then there's also Miami's kid of chain too. Spears, Spears. He might have been taken already. I don't know, but uh, he looks like he was. Okay. He was. All right, he was. There's and not then, many good running backs yeah. still available. I would I would grab Kenjay Miller then. Yeah. Unless Mooney's still there, and then maybe take Mooney. But <laughs> I might go Mooney. Yeah, I, th- I think that's hard to pass up at this point. I think you'll wait on a defense. And Mooney was just taken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you people really piss. Are you, are you listening to the show? Maybe. They're doing, wait, are no. you trying to piss me off? But there's, a, there's a delay. Like, they're not going to be able to you judge that. Bastards, man. <laughs> Unless they're hacking the system somehow. You guys are bad. I mean, Zay Jones is still available. Oh, I love Zay Jones. I like Zay Jones. <laughs> the Charger Slayer Zay Jones. Put some respect on his name. He is the spark Should of I the get comeback. Zay Jones? Fantasy value wise, I, may, I maybe it could have good value. It's tough to tell with Ridley. Keandre so or another. I think Kendra is better at this point because I think he has the best upside with again still with Kamara. Gerald Everett. Do you need, you want you want two tight ends and platoon? Okay, that's not bad either. I mean, it's a, yeah, remember it's a fourteen team league. It's I mean, not a bad option either. Yeah. Or maybe I just go defense. I'm gonna go defense. I, I need a defensive team. And Pittsburgh's gone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Baltimore, they're there. Baltimore's still there, and Miami's still there. Uh, Kansas City, Washington, Tampa, Cincinnati, Denver. Go ahead, Speedy. I'm sorry. No, Speedy uh, went uh, Oh, about so you. So you. Yeah. So I was. So we going first or no? We're going, we're going last. Worst first. Last. Okay. Worst team. So I, like I said, I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at two and fourteen. I mean Baker Mayfield. I don't trust. They have no line. They have no run game. Their defense is old. Their line's old. And like Speedy said, you have Tom Bowles there as a head coach. Todd. So two Bowles. and fourteen. <laughs> two and fourteen for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd's balls. That's Todd's what we're balls. There uh, you go. Todd's balls. Car- Carl's gonna give his fantasy advice. He thinks you should take Miami's defense. Ooh. <laughs> Miami's defense. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh. 
But like maybe said, he's right. Maybe yeah. I, maybe I will do my Tampa Andy's Bay defense. That two, might be good. Two wins for the Buccaneers. Two and thirteen or two and fourteen. Uh, 15. Two and fifteen. 15 sorry. 15. Thank you, Carl. I might do that. Um, I'm going to say Tampa. Tampa is the worst team. They don't even have a quarterback. That's what they I have said. Trask. <laughs> I mean. Uh, this team is just horrible. And I, I, I believe Mike Evans is going to want out. I think Godwin's going to want out. They're not going to want to be there. This team is an absolute joke, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, it's my turn. So he says Miami. Go Miami. Yeah, that's I the Carl Baltimore. recommendation. Denver, New England, I, I New Orleans, Baltimore. Baltimore. Miami. I mean, Baltimore's higher rated than Miami. Baltimore. Miami's got more sack upside, though. I like Carl's pick. <laughs> they do. I'm going to go Miami. There you go, Carl. Oh, boy. The fantasy gods of Carl. Are I'm sweating. going Miami. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Tur- is that turkey season? That was yet? a turkey. Yes. That turkey season. That yet? was gobble gobble gobble. Yeah. Anyways, I- I'm going to say Tampa is the worst team right now in the division. I- they- they're just not good any good. They have good wide receivers. They have good running. They have a good running game. They they really offensively, you would think they were good, but they have nobody throwing them the ball. <laughs> and the defense, White wants out. I-, I mean, I expect him to be traded one way or another at the trade deadline. This team is completely a debacle. And right now, with Todd Bowles running that team, this team is going to be an absolute joke in the NFC. This could be the worst team in the NFC. That's You heard it from me. This could be you the heard it from worst Daigle last week. He team loved that. in the NFC. He loved that so value. I, I would say... I would say they win six, seven games this wow, year. I, I don't think they're two. any of that good. I, I don't even two. think they're any of that good. Uh, they, they could win more games than anybody expects because they do have offensive players. They do have game-changing players. And Godwin and obviously they Evans. They have no defense. I, but you, when you have game pl- game-changing players, you, you they can win it themselves. They so. can't stop nobody. Well, they're good defense. They're a good defense yeah, on paper. Defense. It's just one of those cases where they're going to be on the they're field good. a ton because their offense is not good. Uh, I agree with you. Spence. They're going to get tired out really yes. badly. Yeah. And so, like Errol's saying, they're going to trade. Winfield's got to get paid. I would say, all right, I'm, I'm giving them seven wins. I'll, I'll give them five or six. I, I think they'll win five or six games. I, I think they'll be looking for a quarterback in next year's draft. I expect them to. They'll be drafting in the top ten next year. So, uh, Tampa wins five or six games. They're the worst team in the division. Caleb Williams doesn't want to go to the Buccaneers when he doesn't want to go to the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, I think so. <laughs> Why not? All right, so number three. DeAndre Miller is still there. If he falls to me in two spots, do I draft him? Yes. Oh, look at you, Speedy. You're so confident. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, do you want to take a dump? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't want to take a dump. I do. <laughs> yes, Carl. Devin Tompkins did make the Buccaneers roster over our guy, Cade Warner, that was on the show. Is that your favorite thing they do? Ago. I do. Yes. That it's is my favorite it, thing. Is it really? Yes, it is. I mean, who? what is better than sitting on a bowl and, <laughs> and, and going on your phone and just watching you know, YouTube oh. channels and stuff oh, like that? YouTube channels? Yeah, YouTube channels. I watch stupid things, you, man. You watch porn? Is porn on YouTube? If it was, I'd be paid for it. Jeez. I mean, porn would be good on YouTube. I just had to ask. I don't know. I mean, YouTube should do that. They should have a porn section. I mean... I, I know I I know Carl will be watching it. That's for sure. Right, All Carl? right, off the topic of porn. Yes, Carl Riley Leonard. <laughs> Riley Leonard. We talked about it at the beginning of the show with the great performance against the number nine ranked Clemson Tigers and Duke, <laughs> moving up in the world in the <laughs> ACC. No, what's with you with these animal noises? <laughs> I guess he's trying to mimic whatever uh, projected. Mimic. I like that word. I like the mimic. Re- rejected. Mimic. Projected team we're going to be talking about next. Uh, All right, Speedy. Uh, Carl, Carl, what did the beef just say? 
Yeah, I don't want to repeat that. Uh, number three for me, I got the Atlanta Falcons. I, I think they did improve in this offseason. It's just a lot of new defensive players all at once coming to them. They got a, a couple good edge rushers, too. They bring in Bud Dupree, who's been a good veteran with the Steelers and the Titans. They bring in David Onyemata, defensive tackle. Jesse Bates, one of the best safeties in the league. The problem is they don't have a lot with the key positions, kind of like I was mentioning you with the Ravens. The Falcons lack some edge rushing. They have some young guys, but again, they don't really have a true number one pass rusher. And outside of A.J. Terrell, can they find a number one, uh, number two in depth corner beyond that? Offensively, we know they're going to run the ball a ton. They got Bijan, they got Algier, and they got Cordero Patterson. Kyle Pitts, hopefully he gets targeted more. Falcons sneakily did have one of the best offensive lines, though, in football. Where are they going to get the passing attack from? And that you need that in today's NFL. I think they're going to have a creative offense, but I do think teams will catch up to it in the second half of the season. So I'm going to say the Falcons are third place. I'm going to say eight and nine. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons too in third place. Like you said, I don't. Luke Musgrave's still available. I like him. There you go. Should I get Musgrave? Mm-hmm. Should I draft him? Yeah, I think he's a nice. Over target. Everett. Uh, depends on if you want upside or consistency. That's your goal. What, what do you mean upside or consistency? Because Everett's old. Go Everett's old. If you just want a steady guy, but Musgrave could be a really good like high upside guy. Like mm. he could be potentially the second target on that team if he plays well. Mm. Oh, that doesn't mm. help me. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, well, man. like I said, Atlanta's going to be in third place. There's Do- uh, there's Donovan Peoples Jones. Also not bad. He's still available. DJ Chark. Not bad. Jaden Reed. That's that's another one of Daigle's guys. If you want to bank on upside too. Jaden Reed. Mm-hmm. You like Jaden Reed? Yes, that was one of his other guys too. It was Mims and then Jaden Reed were his two wide receivers. And they drafted for me, you little punks. <laughs> I t- damn you, Speedy. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they drafted anyways, Gerald Everett. So okay. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I would have picked him too. So. I can't wait for your team to be carried by Gerald Everett and Deontay Johnson. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've been, I've been just absolutely in shambles here. I mean, I'm just, I don't know, like two more bench spots. So. Oh, wait a minute, Carl. Uh, Gerald Everett does not play for the Rams anymore. He plays for the Chargers. Oh, Come man. on, Carl. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm not very happy about this. I am not. I'm just oh. letting everybody know this. Anyways. 14-team league. You'll be fine. Uh, no, I do have a good team. Yes. I, I do. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't want to brag, but uh, from where I'm drafting, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll mention it. But go ahead. Who, who do you have? I have Atlanta 89 beat us up. Yeah, I was, like I said, I was agreeing with Speedy that I have Atlanta in third place. I mean, the defense is a little bit better, but they don't have a quarterback, and they really don't have anyone to throw the ball to. They all got to run the ball a lot, like Speedy said, but it's really not going to help them win a lot of games. So I'm going with Atlanta in third place. I'm going Carolina in third place. I, I, I don't. I don't trust right now with a rookie quarterback. I, I think in the position that they are in this year, I, I think Bryce Young will be a good quarterback. I, the, the question is, is this offensive line going to be able to protect him? He is small. He is not a big guy. He could get hurt this year. And the defense. The defense is very well built, and this is the strength of the team. Is the defense going to be enough if the offense can't put enough on the board? That's the question. I don't know if they can. I like Atlanta. And, and that's why I'm, I'm going to move on with, with Atlanta. I'm not going to tell you where I'm, I think they're going to be. But I think Atlanta could be a lot better than people think they can. I, I just I question Carolina's de- the offensive side of the ball and the quarterback play. So if Bryce Young proves me wrong, then I will shut and zipper my mouth. But I just I don't know what he is going to do and how much points he's going to put up this year, and especially losing D.J. Moore in that trade to, to land him. They don't have a number one target, really, and that's going to be a big problem. Don't tell me Adam Thielen because he is not the guy. So I, I am going to go Carolina. Carolina will win eight games this year, no more than nine. 
So Carolina is my second to worst team in the division. Yep, I'm going to go Carolina second with nine wins. Nine and eight this year. I think they're going to be kind of a slow starting team. Too. A lot of new coaches all at once. Good coaches. Frank Reich is the head coach. Like I said, Ivero coming from, from Broncos as defensive coordinator. I think that'll help them a lot. Their edge rushing has been very good. And their secondary, very underrated for the Panthers, too. They just got to stay healthy with guys like Chin, guys like J.C. Horn. have just got to stay healthy. We'll see on C.J. Henderson. But offensively, you're right. They lack the skill position players to get him going on a faster rate. I love Bryce Young as a talent. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in this league. It's going to be hard for running backs and wide receivers coming over from other teams to learn that new system right away. And we saw last year, older receivers really have trouble in today's game. And Adam Thielen was one of them that was really just more of a touchdown guy last year. Charks had some injury issues. Jonathan Mingo, a rookie to watch out for. I think he'll emer he could emerge as a potential top target for them at one point. But again, they still have a lot of question marks. But their offensive line, their defense will keep them afloat. So I still have them second in the division. I think they're right on the outside of the playoff teams in the NFC. 9-8 and eight for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I got the Carolina Panthers finishing second. I mean, like I said, Bryce Young's going to get off to a slow start, but I think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. And like Speedy was saying, they don't have anyone to throw the ball to. And you know, there's really, they don't have a run game. So outside of that, there's really nothing that Bryce Young can do. I mean, I probably have them going 7-10. and 10. Finishing in second place. I have Atlanta in second place. I think they could be a borderline playoff team. Uh, this offense is going to be fun to watch. Uh, Robinson's going to be fun. Patterson is still there. They have Pitts. They have Drake. This is an explosive team, and they're going to be able to run the ball. And their defense, they added, obviously, Jesse Bates, who is a great defender, one of the, the better secondary players in all of football. He will help out uh, a very weak secondary from last year. And a defense that I think is going to be a lot better. I think they're going to be able to put pressure – the, the question is, is Desmond Ritter the guy? And that's going to be the question that they and him can only answer. I do believe that Desmond Ritter is a lot better than people think he's going to be. He's going to be a run-and-throw quarterback. He will be able to use his legs. The question is, is his size going to be is going to matter in the NFL? That's the question. He's so thin, and, and he can get hurt very, very quickly. And, and there's no more Marcus Mariota there. He's backing up right now Jalen Hurts. So... I think this team's better offensively than people think. I think they're going to put up numbers. I think they're going to put up, you know, scores. I think they'll be able to compete against some of the worst teams in this conference. So give me Atlanta. I think they win 10 games this year. Mm. All right. And the number one for me, I got the Saints winning the division this yep. year, even without Alvin Kamara for the first three games. I think they could win two of those games. They could beat the Packers. They could beat the Titans. I think Carolina would be the tough one that they could uh, might lose, but I think they'll be just fine. Their offensive line is getting healthier from where they were last year. They had their first round pick, Trevor Penning, was hurt a lot of the year last year. Eric McCoy, the center, who got a big contract, was also hurt. And I think when you look at the second year of this coaching staff, too, I think they'll be able to transition a little bit better, too. Now, their defense did lose a couple pieces. Uh, Marcus Davenport goes to the Vikings. A couple of their veteran defensive backs either retired or went elsewhere, too. So can they get that second pass rusher next to Cameron Jordan will be a big question. But they still got Demario Davis there. Pete Warner, Ohio State guy that was quietly one of the best young linebackers. And they've drafted a lot of good DBs recently, too. So I think the Saints will be just fine, even with Kamara there. Derek Carr obviously coming over. I think the Saints win the division at 10-7. and seven. Yeah, I got the, obviously got the Saints winning the division. Um, I haven't won in 11 games. Okay. I mean... We'll see what I'm interested to see what Derek Carr is going to do over there. I mean, they have a good offense, especially when Kamara comes back. And the only thing that worries me with the Saints is their defense. I don't, I don't trust them right now. But I do have them winning 11 games. I, I'm, I'm looking at this. <laughs> I'm looking at What's this. What's the dilemma now? Oh, my God. I, I mean, 
Jaden Reed is not there anymore. He oh. was dra- he was drafted, so I can't get Jaden Reed. So I'm I'm sitting here. I'm five picks away from picking. I hate picking where I am. It's it makes me sick to my stomach. And they have John Daigle's gem running backs left. He had Evan Hall for the Colts, uh, Ty Chandler for the Vikings. Evan Hall. Let me see running backs. Evan Hall. Those were his two guys. Evan Hall and Ty Chandler. At Hold back. or Hall? H U L L. Hall. Evan Hall. I don't see him. Uh, he might have gotten drafted too. Again, there's a lot of run of those similar level was... rookie running backs. And again. okay, Evan Hall. Yep. Okay, who else? Uh, T- Ty Chandler for the Vikings was his other guy that he said was a late sleeper. A for, late sleeper in this league? It's, it's really late. Yeah, yeah for the Vikings. Uh, Carl says Deontay Foreman for the Bears. He would probably be gone now by anyway. Mm. Yeah, I always liked Foreman. He's, I, I thought he was going to be good with the Texans too, but he had a lot of injury issues, and now he's older. He had some flash games for the Panthers last yeah, year. Yeah, none of so. those guys are available. Uh, well, that sucks. Uh, it does suck. I, I, I suck, okay? I suck! All right, go ahead. Where, where, where are we at? Uh, you for the, the first place. First, oh, well, come on. It's the Saints. It's not <laughs> even a question. There's no arguments here. We expect the Saints. I mean, Derek Carr, the weapons that he has, Olave, uh, they're going to be able to run, be able to run the ball when Alvin Kamara comes back. This offensive line's a veteran offensive line that can put up numbers. And this defense is as good as any defense in football. You forget that this defense was one of the sack-leading defenses two years ago, and I th- they have practically the same team coming back. So I, I really, really... Really, really like the Saints. I think they win about 11 or 12 games this year. Um, all right, so running backs, I have 30 seconds left. Deontay Foreman. That's Carl's guy. Should I, should I draft him? I'm not bad value this late. I'm going to draft him. There you go, Carl. Carl. I'm going to take you. There you go, Carl. I'm going to take you, and if I win, I'm going to tell Mikey C to kiss my rear end. Well, Mikey C's getting plowed first. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you might with, not have one. With some Oreo cookies. Oh. Yes, yeah, so you know you love the Oreo kick cookies. Well, he likes to jam them up there, you, not you, me. You got the cream, too? Yes. Hunter Renfro is still available. I think he has a good year this year. With Jimmy, Garoppolo. With Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, we'll see if Josh McDaniels ruined somebody, because I was high on Renfro last year. And Alec uh, Pierce is there, too. I like him, too. I mean, those two guys are still available. I could get either one of them. Um, I think one of them are going to fall to me. Carl Alan approves. Robinson's still there, too. Ka- Carl approves. Let's go, Errol. Foreman go. from the Bears. There, there we go. On there. the board. Here's the hands, baby. Oh, Here's the hands. Man. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> NFC West, before we get our two very special guests. Uh, I think we're all in consensus here. The Cardinals will be last place. They're trying to actively tank and trade everybody. So I'll give the Cardinals one win and give them actively tanking. <laughs> now, who will the one win be against? That'll, that, that is an interesting well, question. Well, the Rams are right there with them. So. Maybe they'll beat the Rams. Yeah, maybe that'll be their one win. Maybe they'll beat the Rams. They'll, they'll beat the Rams, and that's it. <laughs> one, one win for the Cardinals. One win for the and Cardinals. And they can enjoy Caleb Williams not wanting to go there. And Jonathan Gannon being fired just as early as Urban Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a toss between Scanlon's the... still there, too. Yeah. Scanlon's there, too. Yeah, he's like one of those like random, all right, he can get 30 points a week and then disappear for a month type receiver. So if you can find the right week, <laughs> I mean, it's if you last... can find the right week, it's a it's good... my last pick. Why is his draft going so long? Because these guys are teams. painting the S's. Mikey C takes forever, you little bonehead. Our draft was over in 45 minutes. No, there's 14 teams. Yeah, but how long is the picks? Long. They go They go a minute. Two, all of them. Two minutes? They go all minutes, man. I don't know. It should be for like 30 seconds. Well, you tell them that. I, I didn't tell them to do that. It's ridiculous. My backup running backs are, are okay. I have uh, uh, Eliza Mitchell and uh, Foreman now as my, my backups. We, we had a minute to pick out pick. That was it. They have two flexes in this league. Oh. Two flexes. Little bastards. <laughs> 
these little guys, I swear I'm going to torch them this year. You heard it. You heard it now, ladies and gentlemen. Mikey C's picking again. What the hell? And he drafted Hunter Renfro. That little punk ass, man. (laughs) Alec Pierce, that's where I'm going. If he's still sitting there. I think he's the second target for them. Yeah, he should be when he's healthy. Uh, All right, Carl, I don't have s- right. I don't have sauce. All right, who do you got for the final? I have, yeah. I have Arizona in last place. I mean, they have nothing there. You don't I don't trust Colin Murray. The guy can't stay healthy. They that team is just garbage. Mm. Garbage, garbage, garbage. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, what could I say bad about this team? Garbage. Get the dump um, truck. <laughs> they're they're obviously trying to lose. Kyler Murray will not be back this year. If I if I wouldn't even be surprised if he's playing professional baseball after this year. <laughs> I, I they're they're going to be looking for a call. Alec Pierce is there. Do I draft him? Yes. Not Scantling. I would rather go Pierce. Hold on, running backs. Uh, they're still Roscone Johnson. Oh, also not bad for Chicago too. He's their rookie. What are you even talking about? I just drafted a guy from Chicago. Hey, he's the number one guy, right? <laughs> go Foreman? No, Herbert's the number one guy. He's not. But Foreman's the second. Foreman's guy. another guy. So yeah, if you don't want to go to the two of the same team, what else is there for the running back? Uh, Zamir White. Yeah. I liked White. him last year. Sean Tucker. Yeah. No. Kieran Williams. Yeah. Ingram. Leonard Fournette. Who hasn't signed anywhere? Kareem Hunt. I think you're better off. Yeah, I think you're better off with Pierce. You're gonna. Any of those guys sign for a team. We'll see where they go, but I, I, I drafted Pierce. Yeah, I don't think you're, you're just speculate. All right, so your draft is done. My <laughs> draft is done. Devontae Parker's still available. Oh, yeah. I didn't want him. The old man, Devontae Parker. <laughs> I didn't want him. I drafted one defense, ladies and gentlemen. One That's defense. That's all you need. That's all I'm doing. That's all you buy me. Everybody <laughs> else took two defenses. Stupid. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not doing it. All right. Who's third, Speedy? Uh, the Rams. The Rams are third, uh, six and eleven. I'm going to put them at. I think their offense, if Cooper Cup would stay healthy, will still be able to throw the ball a lot. But their offensive line is not good, and that's a big problem for the Rams. McVay is going to help them. Their schedule is tough, and that's going to make it harder mm-hmm. for them to get going there. They're going to compete in games. I don't think they're going to be like last year where they're going to completely fold. But I think it's still going to be very hard with a lot of defensive players lost, a lot of young guys all at once. Well, what was their record last year? They were they were five and twelve last year, mm. which is the worst record for a Super Bowl champion, defending Super yes. Bowl champion. And that's going to make it hard. But I do think they'll compete a little more this year. I think they're going to be a fast starting team. But I think eventually they're going to trade some guys, too. And I think just with a lot of new coaches all at once, it's going to be hard for them. So I'm going to say they're say Rams third place, 6-11. 6-11. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to have them in third place, too. But I'm only going to have them winning four games this year. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the Rams are horrible. They're going to be they're the, the second worst team in the league. They have no offensive line to nothing. protect nope. Matthew Stafford. Nope. Uh, they didn't add anything. Nope. They have no draft stock, no nope. nothing. Because they decided to make a move for Jalen Ramsey and Matthew Stafford. No, so good for them. They gave one Super away. Bowl. everything away. For one Super Bowl. Yep. I, I think Cooper Cup being out a significant amount of time doesn't help them. Nope. I, I think he'll demand a trade one way or another, or they decide to trade him to try to get some back, something back for somebody. I would. I mean, they got what did they get back from Jalen Ramsey? A third or fourth round third, draft pick? Which just, really after not. giving up two first round draft picks in a, in a third form or something like that. That I mean, horrible. it's just t- horrible. They, they did it to win a Super Bowl. I, yeah, I, I, I look at the L.A. Rams, by the way, who we've heard Matthew Stafford is not happy playing with the youngsters. I, he might demand a trade. If somebody gets hurt sometime so this year. So you trade him and you trade a cup. Yeah, I could see that happening. I, re- I think rebuild. I don't think they win more than four or five games. Uh, the Rams are the second worst team in the NFC West moving forward this year. Yes. Horrible. Horrible team this year. And Sean McVay decides to step down this year. 
Oh, all right. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. So here comes the first big surprise. I am going to take the 49ers second in the division Ooh. this year. I, I'm not sure how the quarterback situation is going to come back with Brock Purdy. I think it's going to take them a little while to get going. I think they're rushing him back, and I think it's going to be a big mistake for them. Debo Samuel just coming off an injury, too. How good is he going to be right away? And the big thing that no one's talking about is the offensive line lost a lot of pieces this offseason as well. Trent Williams is still there. Obviously, he's been the best tackle in football for quite a while, but... They don't have a lot with McGlinchey on the other side, goes to Denver. A lot of their guard, veteran guards are gone now, too. So I'm not as high on this 49ers overall offense this year. I think Kittle will have to do more blocking as a result. Use check. And secondary-wise, can they get those guys back healthy on the defensive side of the ball? And They had, like, three corners hurt last year. How will they come back, too, will be another question for them, too. And, again, if Brock Purdy doesn't play well, they're going to go to Sam Darnold, and it creates a bad culture for this team. So I'm going to say the 49ers. They still make the playoffs, obviously, but I'm going to say them as the second-place team, 11 and All 6. All right, you guys want to know my team? Wow. You want me to give you guys my team? Yeah. It's over. The draft is over. Aaron Rodgers, Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, Sam Laporta, DJ Moore, Antonio Gibson, Russell Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, Marvin Mims Jr., Gerald Everett, Deontay Foreman, Alec Pierce, and the Miami defense. Not bad. All righty. For a 14 team league, not bad at all. It's a pretty good team, man. Yeah. I, I, I think I'll be able to compete. There's no you question. Should. I should be able to compete. 100%. And, uh, just, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see how everything falls. My bench is okay. Yeah. I, I question my yeah, but bench. In the, in the 14 league team, you're always going to have a crappy bench. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I have some bargains. I mean, Marvin Mims could turn out to be a good. He player. could be. Yeah, he could, and and Deontay Foreman could win the starting job. He could win the running the starting running back job one way or another. He's expected to have over seven hundred and fifty rushing yards this year, mm. and fifty one and five point one touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty good yep. to get him in. And in what the fourteenth round? I mean, that's a pretty good steal. Sure. And Alec Pierce too, uh, who uh, is another guy that some people, if he plays this year. Uh, think that he could have uh, you know four or five touchdowns, six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Big body guy, definitely. Yeah, and we'll see what uh, Richardson does with the weapons that he has around him. So. And Pittman's already hurt too, so he might even get some early targets as well. And if he does that, like I was saying with Miller, Kendra Miller, maybe they they keep him in that kind I'm of role. I'm not starting him. He's just a guy. I didn't say to start yeah. him. I'm just saying like monitor it, like because yeah. if he keeps getting that consistently, he might be a steady target guy. I mean, if you look at it, I, I'm going. My starters in the first week are Aaron Rodgers, Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, Sam Laporta, DJ Moore, and Antonio Gibson. And my my defense is Miami. That's going to be my starting rotation. I, I just I am so angry about Deontay Johnson. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. You got a good team. Don't worry. I about do. It. I think a lot of people could take Deontay Johnson as a third wide receiver and be fine with it. You just drafted him flip flop with DJ Moore. Just think of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, thank you, Mike. And uh, keep listening to us. But let, let's go. Uh, where, where are we at? So, so I, I, have, I said the 49ers second. So <laughs> I, I have the 49ers first. I mean, I know you don't. Like, well, you got to go second. Who do you have no. second? Oh, second? Yes. Oh, then it's yeah. the Seahawks. Okay. So, I yeah. mean, because you don't know who their starting quarterback going to be. I mean, the defense is still Gino good. Smith. Yeah. Gino Smith. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what? He was an MVP candidate last year. Yeah, Top no, eight? I, he, I don't know if he's going to last the whole season. Their offensive line is pretty damn good. Yeah, no, really their offensive line is <laughs> really, really good. Bad. I mean, their offensive line is good. I, I, I like their, their defense, defense is good, too. I like their receivers. But, you know, they're going to finish in second place because I, I just don't trust the quarterback situation. It's really it's really the, the schedule and how it falls. Well, that, too. 
I, I think Seattle is the second the second best team in the division. I don't know if I would pick them over San Francisco. I don't trust Brock Purdy. And if Brock Purdy gets hurt, who's their backup quarterback? Sam Darnold. I would have trusted Sam Darnold of Brock Purdy being that Brock Purdy coming off a UCL tear. I, starting the season with his throwing arm, it, it definitely has to worry you, especially if he's franchise quarterback. Uh, you, you obviously give uh, Nick Bosa a ty- that type of money. You expect him to show up. Hargrave's got a lot of money in the offseason coming from Philadelphia. The questions really lie with Seattle right now is with the weapons. And, and are the weapons, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and even the kid that they drafted, um, Nick Jigba, yeah, who a lot of people I, I, I like their offensive line. I mean, their offensive weapons. And he comes from Ohio State, Nick Jigba. And Ohio State wide receivers are very good. They have been proven to be really, really good. They are. Ask Garrett Wilson and Olave. And, and you still got a great McLaurin, coach over there. And yes, Pete and Carroll, McLaurin so. and all of them. I mean, if you go up and down the roster, they're always known for their wide receivers. So I expect the Jigba to be a good player. I, I just don't trust Geno Smith. I do. I don't I, I trust do. Seattle, Seattle wins 10 games, 11 games. They make the playoffs. Yeah, they make the playoffs. In a weak conference. I just don't, I don't, I don't trust Geno Smith. I, I, li- I like everything about them. And, mm. and by the way, I don't want to see Adams play this year. That big mouth idiot. <laughs> okay. Oh, don't worry. He'll be back. Uh, he, he will be back this year. He, he won't be back in the first week, but he'll probably be back the second or third week. But I, I'm looking forward to get him, watching him get his face beaten in. That's your best friend. So, yeah. Don't, don't talk about best your friend, friend like that. I, I can't. I, thank you for giving us Garrett Wilson, by the way. Thank you. Oh, don't worry. Just just wait for the uh, our, our Super Bowl pick with Anthony Wright that he said he had the Jets of the AFC. I recommended the Seahawks team. Thank the you for giving us Elijah Vera Tucker. Just for the, too, uh, by Jamal the way. Adams and Geno Smith revenge game. Anyways. So, anyways, I got the Seahawks winning the division. And because I think one thing, the 49ers are going to start off slow because of this whole quarterback controversy. And I think, like you were saying with Nick Bosa, too, it's going to take him a little while in that defense to get a while. Seattle got some really good defensive players in this offseason. They brought back Bobby Wagner. They signed Devin mm-hmm. Bush from the Steelers. They brought in Julian Love from the Giants, who had a very good year for the Giants last year. Uh, Draymond Jones, Jaron Reed. That was the biggest weakness for Seattle last year. They could... They could stop the pass. Their secondary was great, but they could not stop the run, and I think they really bolstered that well. Like you were saying, the offensive line was really good for Seattle last year, and they're only going to get better. You have a second, two second-year tackles, a third-year guard, Damian Lewis, that's played very well, and now bringing in Jigba, too. You have three really good wide receivers, so the Seahawks have the capabilities to play like the Vikings and the Bengals and offenses like that that can play those three-receiver type sets. It's not just going to be just a running type team like you saw in years past, too, and I love the coaching with Pete Carroll, too, and those, uh, those systems are really going to work there, too. Too. And Geno Smith, he proved himself last year. Give me Seattle, twelve and five, winning the division, number two overall seed in the NFC. Yeah, well, I got I got the 49ers winning the division. Uh, I mean, Purdy might start off. I don't trust Purdy, but I trust the defense of the 49ers. I mean, that defense is is really good, and I don't know who's gonna stop that defense. Yeah, my number one team is San Francisco. Okay, I'm not thirteen wins probably. I'm not trusting Purdy. I, I, I don't not, trust him. I don't trust him. I, I, listen, you still Chris, got Sam Donald there, and with that team, he could be good. And we've seen quarterbacks come off the bench like Brock Purdy and just show yes. up and put up numbers. So, And in, in a Kyle Shanahan type of offense, it could absolutely work. I just don't know if I trust it, and I don't know if I believe it. I do believe they're the number one team in that division yes. because of their defense. I think Bosa and Hargrave, Hargrave adding to that defensive line is only going to make him even massively better. And uh, they have what it takes to win a championship with the defense that sound. The question is, offensively, is George Kittle going to stay healthy? Is McCaffrey going to stay healthy? Is Debo Samuel going to stay healthy? This is a team that's been fighting injury every 
every single year. And Purdy is. Do you trust that Purdy is the guy? No, I don't is trust he the it. franchise. No, but with that with that offensive line and the, and the run game and all the weapons that he has, I, I mean, think they don't win more than 11, 12 games. I, I, 12, I yeah, 12, 13 games. I, I don't even think they win 13. I, I don't know if I trust Brock Purdy against better teams mm. and more talent. Look at Brock Purdy's record last year against 500 teams. He was two and one. Mm-hmm. Two and one. So, and he played, and that was at the end of the season when some of those teams weren't even starting their starters. So, I in the playoffs, he beat one team. He beat Seattle. And then he lost against who? Well, then they beat Dallas. Yes, they lost against. I, don't, I don't count that. I don't count that. Way. <laughs> you don't want to bring it up for the beef? I don't count that. Way. No, they no. They got, Dallas got screwed out of that game. Oh, really? You're going to blame the refs Well, Brock again? Purdy didn't play in that game. Did he? Yeah, yes, he, he did. did. He, he got played. hurt the next he week. He got hurt the next week. All right. All right. All right. I got it. Don't bring up back those memories. <laughs> oh, the Dallas Cowboys right. already rehearsing their final play of the season when they lose in the first round of the Brock, playoffs. Brock Purdy How are they going to embarrass themselves even Brock more? Brock Purdy got hurt in the first quarter against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. That's right. Yes. What, what kind of great play design will Mike McCarthy have for the end of the season with the, uh, the Cowboys losing in the playoffs? He didn't call that play. The Seattle Seahawks. He didn't call that play last year. Oh, so that's how Kellen Moore went on the way out? Yes. So Kellen Moore now gets to go to the Chargers, who blew a 27-0 lead in the playoffs. Yes. Our great Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. So um, we're still waiting for Wes. So we're you, still waiting for Wes. Do you want to yep. do the AFC? Yep. We'll do some of the AFC, I guess, and we'll, we'll see when Wes comes in. All right. Go, what, do you want to go first, AFC West? All right. You know, and who do we have on right now? Uh, Derek is in. We're Derek's just waiting in? on Wes. Yep. Derek, what's up, bud? You look good, man. We haven't seen you in a while. I know. How's it been? You look good, man. You look like you lost a lot of weight. No way. (laughs) You do. (laughs) All I see is a neck and a head, okay, man? (laughs) I mean, with just that, you could tell your girlfriend, all you have to do is, if you want me to lose some weight, just look at my neck and my head, you know? (laughs) I don't know if that sounds right. By that doesn't way. sound right. It doesn't sound right. I mean, what neck and head are you talking about, baby? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways, Derek, uh, since you're the only one in right now, we're waiting for Wes. Why don't you help us out? We're, we're right now predicting records in the – we just went through the NFC. Now we're going to the AFC. We're going to go AFC East first, um, and we'd like to know where you mm. rank these teams and where they're going to end up. So before Wes just came in, so let's do, let's do this with you first. Uh, AFC East, where do you have these teams? Where do they end up? And this is a hard one. This could be the best division in football. Um, I feel comfortable putting the Patriots last, even <laughs> though I think mm-hmm. Belichick probably gets them to eight wins because it's what he does. But their their schedule is pretty brutal, even for coming. Uh, what were they in third place in the AFC East last year? Like a third place schedule, it's still a ridiculous gauntlet. Um, I feel pretty good about them fourth, and then the top three you could really sort in any way. I, I really wouldn't argue with you, but I'm gonna go Jets third. Because that O-line scares me. The pass catchers with Corey Davis retiring outside Garrett Wilson are, are just not good. Not good enough. Unless they make, you know, you've seen a Devontae Adams splash at, at the deadline. Maybe that happens if the Raiders fall apart. I, I wouldn't necessarily want to rely on that if I was a Jets fan. But um, I do not like their pass catchers outside Wilson. So I'm going to put them third. I'm going to put the Dolphins second. Even though I think they're more talented than the Bills, I think they're pretty frail. Like, Tua gets hurt a lot. You already have Jalen Ramsey down. O-line is not very good. Um, if Tyreek or Waddle were to go down, they kind of lose their superpower on offense. Um, so, even though I love the Dolphins, I'm still going to put them second. And I'm just going to keep the Bills first. They have Josh Allen. 
I do think they upgraded marginally in some spots, like a pass catcher. Um, I think their D-line and Von Miller's good to go. Um, I know he's on the uh, pup list to start the start the year, but if he's good to go by November, December, I, I think and their D-line was where they were at the beginning of last year and hit the ground running there. They're really, really dangerous. Um, and I think people are kind of overlooking the Bills a little bit. They had the DeMar Hamlin episode to kind of end the year last year. I think they were just like emotionally drained, but I, I'm still a big believer in them. So I will go Bills number one. Hmm. Okay. All right, Speedy, you go straight up, up and down. All right, so I got the. Pa- I agree with Derek. I got the Patriots last again. I know they got. I know they got Bill O'Brien to help out that offense a little more. But like you were saying before, Juju Smith-Schuster, nothing, uh, nothing you could trust with that knee. And there's like Kendrick Bourne's the only other receiver I trust on that team. I know Jeff likes some of the other ones. I really don't. Their offensive line's better, but not much you could trust beyond that. Their defense is good. I think, like Derek's saying, I think Bill Belichick will coach them to like eight and nine. But I'm gonna go with them only with that much upside. I'm gonna say eight and nine for the Patriots. Go up and down. Third place, I got the Miami Dolphins. I I, I was higher on them during the offseason process, but their injuries are concerning. No Jalen Ramsey for probably six games or so. I think that's going to hurt their secondary. Fangio will help it a little bit, but I do think it's going to hurt them against the rest of the teams in this division. Offensive line, no Teron Armstead for a while, too. That could hurt them. And their running game, are they going to emerge as a question mark is going to be another thing. So I got the Dolphins third. Give me the Jets second, 11-6. and Definitely some offensive line concerns with them. And like Derek was saying, Where's that second receiver going to emerge? I think it'll be Alan Lazard, but I think the rest of the team is really set beyond that. They got a good running game. They got a great defense, tons of pass rush depth. If they stay healthy, it's tough to go wrong with the Jets. I just the only thing concerning is the offensive line. So give me the Jets eleven and six, and like Derek said, Buffalo twelve and five, mm-hmm. winning the division. I'm actually less worried about them losing Leslie Frazier as you are, Errol. I know. Oh, I, I think Sean McDermott's scheme is very Von Miller similar. might be out for three or four yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Von Miller getting hurt at the beginning of the season is better than him getting hurt at the end of the season. Though. Yeah, but, I think yeah, they, but yeah, that, that, that could send him back. That could send him back. But okay, yeah. Speedy. I, I was gonna say. They also improved. I think they also improved in other areas of their young players will get a bigger role in their defense too. I think they losing Tremaine Edmonds will hurt, but I think they drafted a, a couple good linebackers in the last two years that'll help to get them combined value. And I do think those young DBs will emerge a little better. And offensively, I think James Cook does take a big step this year. I know John Daigle, that was another guy he was very high on for fantasy. Kincaid is another good weapon for them. I think he's kind of like what the Giants will do with Darren Waller, that big-bodied weapon. I think their offensive line got better too. So give me Buffalo 12-5. and five. Like Derek was saying, they're flying under the radar this year, which I actually think helps them because they were too hyped last year. Go ahead. All right. I got the Dolphins finishing in last place. I mean, I don't, they don't have a quarterback. I don't trust Tua. He can't stay healthy. He gets a lot of concussions. I mean, their defense is good, but I don't, I don't trust Miami whatsoever. I got the Patriots finishing second. I mean, Belichick will get them to probably eight or nine wins. I mean, they added Ezekiel Elliott, and he'll be an average running back. He'll help with Stevenson there. And the Patriots defense will be playing really well like they usually do. So, but the Patriots... Uh, third, put the Bills second. I mean, I don't you like I said, Von Miller's hurt, so that could set them back. And Allen and Diggs, they have problems in Buffalo, even though they say they don't. And I think there's a lot of issues with those two right now. So I'm going to put the Bills at second. I'm going to put the Jets at first. What do you have the Jets record? Jets record and 13 wins. Ooh, Interesting. Yeah, I got New England as my worst team. I think New England's going to win eight or nine games this year. I think they're going to still be a good team. They're good defensively. Uh, they have 
weapons. I, I still think they have a good running game. They'll be one of the better running teams in the NFL, and they can get at the quarterback. They can get them on both sides, of, you know, both sides of the ball. So I, I, I think it's going to help Mac Jones that O'Brien is there. So I think he'll have a better season than he did last year. I think New England will be looking for a quarterback at the end of the season, but I, I believe Mac Jones will put up better numbers, and I think he'll keep his team in the game because of the defense. So, and, and I think they'll be able to run the ball. So I have the Patriots winning about eight games this year. Uh, they will be the final team. in. They'll be the last team right now in the AFC East. Second, Miami. I, I think Miami's going to be explosive. They're going to be fun. They're going to win 10 games this year. This defense is a lot more explosive, like Carl said, than people think. Fangio is definitely going to help them out. Uh, this offensive line, there's a lot of questions to it, especially going into OTAs. And, uh, you know, obviously what they did last year, they overachieved. I think they're going to underachieve this year. Tua needs to stay healthy. If, Stewart, if Tua stays healthy this year with Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Even though Waddle right now is not 100% healthy, has ankle problems going into the season, but he always has ankle problems. He's never 100% healthy, but uh, they're going to be able to put numbers. They'll be, they'll be able to run the ball uh, this year. I believe they'll get uh, maybe, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict this. This is where I think uh, Mr. Indianapolis Colt will go, uh, and you know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, I think, will go there. I, I think he will add and be a huge addition to them, I think, before – uh, the trade deadline. So, give me Miami. I think they win ten games. They could be a borderline, borderline wild card team. Number two, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Jeff fan. I think Buffalo. I, I don't know what I expect with Buffalo this year. Josh Allen. I, I, I think they lost a lot of weapons in the offseason. Their defense, their offensive line is getting old. I, they were not good last year. I don't think they're going to be any good this year. What did they do in the offseason to help that offensive line? And then their running game. They added Harris. How good is Damian Harris from what they had over there in Cook? So I, I don't know what they think that this running game is going to do. Josh Allen runs the ball any more than he did last year. They're going to have a, a lot of problems because if he gets hurt, the season is over. And Leslie, uh, Leslie Frazier is a big loss, a huge loss. A defensive guy, w- probably one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. Losing him in the offseason definitely hurts. And maybe there was something going on in the locker room that nobody even knows because he walked away. He wasn't, he wasn't sick. He wasn't not healthy. So uh, there's got to be something going on over there. And Von Miller, losing Von Miller for four, four, four games, three games, is a huge loss off the pup list. So he, he can't play until week five, week four. So it's a huge loss. You play the Jets in week one on Monday Night Football in New York. It's it, you could you could fall zero and two as early as early as the first two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Buffalo's going to have a lot of problems this year, especially keeping you know keeping up with Miami and possibly the Jets. And at number one, I would say the Jets. I don't know what the Jets are yet offensively. So all the Jet fans need to cool up, cool off on this Aaron Rodgers thing. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. The question is. Are these weapons around him going to put up the numbers that everybody expects? Is Alan is Alan Lazard really as good as everybody thinks he's going to be after paying him fourteen million dollars in the offseason? Hardman took seven million. He came here. I, I, I think they have weapons. I like Gibson. I think he's a good young player that the Jets have. Brownlee could be a, a really raw player if you if you're drafting somebody. You want to find somebody in the draft if in a fourteen man league. Brownlee, Gibson. Two guys that can absolutely put up numbers this year for the Jets and fill in for the Jets. And Garrett Wilson, I think, is going to have an explosive year. 14 touchdowns, 1,400 yards for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will throw 36, 37 touchdowns this year and put up over 4,000 yards. I think this offense and this defense can hold up. I don't know about the the offensive line, the woes that you said, because what I've heard about the offensive line ever since Brown came back and what Mekhi Becton has done in the last two weeks of training camp 
it says a lot about this team and what this defense, this offensive line could be. Give me the Jets. They win 12 games this year, and I think the Jets are uh, the team that's going to come out of the AFC East as the number one seed. All right, before we get to Let's Parlay, actually, I'm going to bring Wes in. Wes says he has a surprise for the AFC East. Oh. I'm, I'm listening to you guys, and I'm not discounting anything anyone's saying, but I have an opinion of my own. Go ahead. So you want me to start from the bottom or the top? Go ahead. Go from the bottom to the top. Hey, I got Miami on the bottom. And wow. I'm wow. winning. Got them winning six or seven games. Mm. Um, then uh, this one's a coin flip because I have the Jets and the Bills um, somewhat about the same. I think the Jets are going to be a 500 team. Mm. So wherever that falls, second or third, um, I, I got the Patriots winning 10 or 11 games this year. Wow. I think when you look, I think when you look at the landscape of the league and the moves that everybody's making, the Patriots aren't making any big moves. Their defense is strong, and that's going to keep them in a lot of the games. When you look at this division and how they have to play each other twice, Buffalo's O-line, Arrow, you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. The, the Jets O-line, all you got to do is watch an episode of Hard Knocks and nobody's in sync with Aaron Rodgers, and, and they will allow sacks. So, you know, you, you just you start to break that down. And Tua, if he makes it, he, he might not even make it through the season. So you get the best coach in the, in the division. With what I believe is the best or second best defense in the division, Mac is only going to get better with with Billy O over there, and the Patriots are masters of coming up with these random contributing players that we don't even know their names right now, but we're going to see four or five Pro Bowlers on the defensive side, and I, I like the Patriots with a shot to win that division. I think that this is a ten or an eleven win Patriot team that nobody is talking about. All right. Interesting. Uh, very interesting. I, I like it. I like it by you guys. If you guys want to stay on, we're we're going to finish after Let's Parlay. You guys can help us out with the AFC. I know we'll get into Kansas City, so I know you have your own thoughts about the Kansas City. Back to back, Wes is thinking. Uh, he's planning the parade now. I think he's out of his mind, but that's just me. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not thinking that this year. I'm that. I, don't, I don't know why my homeboy left money on the table for this guy that doesn't want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready? All right. We call this segment Let's Parlay. Parlay, Olay, Olay, Olay. It's time for Let's Parlay. All right. We have Wessie Wes, a.k.a. Worldwide Wes, and Derek, a.k.a. Mountaineer, the Mountain Man, uh, the Mountain Builder, and the, the guy that looks like. Uh, He's lost a little bit of weight. He claims he didn't, but I, I begged to differ on that. <laughs> Watching and looking at his neck and his head, it would tell me he lost weight, but that's just me. Anyways, uh, Wes, we're going to do this. You're going to have your four picks. Derek, you're going to go one at a time. Wes, you go first. Derek, you go second. You go back and forth until you get your four as your fourth one is your parlay. I know it's not a parlay, but hey, you know what? We'll use it as a parlay. All right, Wes, you ready? Yeah, I am. So I'll, I'm going to start with with a fun thing that we're doing. Last year we did we did a, a money line underdog every single week. We played every money line underdog in the NFL, and it was just one of those put your money where your mouth is. You know, we we've all been the guy with with, with a beer saying, "How oh, you just take every underdog you win?" Well, I'll tell you, the account went up 12 percent between the beginning of the season and the Super Bowl. So this year, what I'm doing is I threw 100 bucks in an account. Just gonna bet a dollar on the money line underdog and a dollar on the money line. Um, I'm sorry, a dollar on the dog with points. 
and we're going to see where it goes and how long it lasts. What I'm proving is guys that think they're smart like us in breaking things down, it might be as simple for those people looking to get into sports betting as just simply taking the underdogs and cheering against the room. So just throwing that out there and I'll update everybody. I'll, I'll update you guys every week when, when we do this, but um, going in order from what takes place this week. And I got to say last week was the first time I've ever given you guys a loser. That was the first time I've ever <laughs> given losing place. So um, going in order from start to finish uh, Friday night, I'm going to go CFL because it works. I'm at 69% CFL and it's well documented. So I, I've had one losing week. So I'm going to Ottawa. I'm not going to bore everybody with CFL that most people don't care about. But if you care about money, you're going to lay three and a half points taking Ottawa. They're coming off of a buy. They're coming off of a loss and a buy uh, against a team that just has not been able to figure out the quarterback position. They thought they had it figured out going into the season. And uh, what's really cool about Ottawa is, is the gentleman that's playing quarterback is QB3. He's mobile. He's a big body. And, and the CFL, you really get examples every year of next man up turning into the, to the next star. So I'm laying three and a half on Ottawa at home against nothing in Hamilton. Derek, what do you got? Just building off what Wes said, uh, it, it kind of broke my heart as I picked my four picks, all NFL picks. I, I don't have an underdog against the spread or money line among the four. Um, and I think for like week one, that's that's almost like a sin. Um, I don't have the numbers offhand. I, I think Wes would know better than me, but I want to say since like 2000 or 2005, if you blindly bet every underdog against the spread, you would be profitable every single year. Um, since I want to say like 2000, just something crazy. And like, we know how wonky week one is. You, you remember the monsoon game with Chicago last year, yeah. beating San Fran, just like weird stuff happens. And a couple years ago, Jacksonville wins their only game of the season week one against Indy. Just, just really weird stuff happens. The bills beat Having the uh, Jags that. beat the bills nine to six that one game. So yes. with urban Meyer, exactly. So having said that, I do not have any underdog plays among these four, but I think uh, definitely is something worth looking into before uh, tomorrow night and Sunday. Um, my first pick, Thursday night game, I'm going to go with David Montgomery over 50 and a half rushing yards. I think it's moved up to maybe 52 and a half, but I love this. I, I, I've always been a David Montgomery fan. He is, he's had four straight 800 yard seasons behind a much, much worse Chicago offensive line. He's going to play behind the best offensive line he's ever had in his career tomorrow night. Um, and as we all know, Chris Jones will not will, is looking like he's not going to be playing for the Chiefs. Um, no Charles Amenahu as well. So you are looking at a Chiefs D line that their depth chart as of right now. George Karloftis, Derek Nadi, to Sean Warren and Mike Dana is your starting defensive line for the Chiefs tomorrow. Now I'm, I'm, uh, I still think this is going to be a very competitive game. The Chiefs, the linebackers are really, really good. Um, I think it's going to be a back-and-forth matchup, but I also think Montgomery is going to have his way on the ground. Um, he is going to assume the Jamal Williams role. <laughs> He's going 18 to touchdowns? Jamal Williams, 262 carries last year over 15 games. That extrapolates to 15 carries a game. Um, <laughs> there is a reason the Lions did not resign Jamal Williams. They gave David Montgomery real money, $18 million over three years. Montgomery is a much more efficient runner. Um, his rushing attempts prop is 12 and a half juice to the over. I think he's going to see 14, 15 carries. 
if he gets that, I, I'm thinking he's gained 60, 65 yards. Wow. I, I absolutely love I should have drafted him. <laughs> I am <all> over. <laughs> the draft is over. Me, guys, what do you think about this draft? I, it was a 14-team draft. I want to know your opinion, okay? I'm going to give you the... I'm going to give you the guys I drafted, and I was doing it during the show. So there's no excuses for the boneheads over there on the way they drafted. I drafted Aaron Rodgers as my number one quarterback. Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, Sam Laporta, DJ Moore, Antonio Gibson, Gerald Everett, Russell Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, Marvin Mims Jr., Deontay Foreman, Alec Pierce, and the Miami Dolphins defense. What do you guys think? 14 teams. 14 you did, teams. You did pretty well. Pretty <laughs> Seriously. That's what I said. I, you know what? I made a mistake because I, I waited for the time and I got Deontay Johnson. I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. I got him, but I, he needs to score touchdowns this year. He can't go into the season. That's all. He's touchdowns. not going to get zero again. Oh, God, please. I mean, I love George Pickens. I think he's the number one guy. Uh, but I think Deontay Johnson's going to have a better year. He just needs to stay healthy. He's steady. He's good. Like, stay he's, healthy, goddammit. Yeah, he's, he's a good 10 to 15 point I mean, guy, what do I got to do? You know, and I, everybody makes jokes of me. I, when I, The best time I have when it comes to watching a football game is when I'm sitting on the ball. Anytime <laughs> I sit on the ball. you sit on the ball. Anytime I'm sitting on the ball and I'm watching on my phone, my team scores touchdowns. My team starts to get points. So I think for now on, during... The fantasy time. I'm going to sit in the bathroom and eat my Why lunch. Draft see, on the, see, you now, draft on the bathroom? Now we have to test the theory of watch a Jets game on the bowl and have Derek pick the I Jets. Did, which I will did, come happen first? Hey, let's do a show with me sitting on a, a uh, toilet bowl. No, let's oh, not. What's no. not? Let's not do that. Only Philip Rivers can pull that Look off on Derek's the toilet. Face. He's like, what the hell is happening here? Derek, we do have to test that theory. One week you pick against the Jets. Errol has to watch the game on the toilet and see if the Jets win. And so that'll cancel one of those out. Derek the Jets jinx mountain. <laughs> you are a jinx. For you, guys. you are a jinx. Do not pick the Jets in week one, my friend. I won't. I won't. All right, good. Good. I, I I love you for that. Go ahead. Wes, what do we got? All right. So the first one we, we went with the CFL game. Now we're we're gonna go into Saturday and, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a call on the Nebraska and Colorado game. It's uh Nebraska went five of eleven on third down, struggled to put up points against Minnesota. Now they get to go to Colorado, the team with the most hype in the country. Big Noon's going to be there. Um, now um, I, I look at line movement. I, I pay attention to that, and eighty percent of the tickets are on Colorado, and the spread only moved to half a point. It. it it, it, very briefly, Nebraska was a favorite, but that was somebody made a mistake because I saw it. Uh, but the line went from two and a half to three, and 80% of the money is on Colorado. So that says either there's some huge money on Nebraska, or the house is totally happy to be exposed opposite the public and only move that line at a point. That being said, my play is not going to be on either team. I'm taking the <laughs> under 59 and a half. Uh, I thought you were going to take one of the teams and he was like, my no. play is under. <laughs> no, the, the play is under, and it's because Nebraska struggled to score points against Minnesota, which I believe is not anywhere near as, as good of a team as, as this Colorado team is. Colorado played very disciplined football. 
uh, they allowed a lot of points. And and if you watch is all these TikTok videos and everything else, Prime went in there talking to them about the mistakes, the points that they allowed. He let them feel good for about a half a second. <laughs> I think that that Colorado's going to probably put 30 plus on the board because I think Shadur's that good. We saw some real real speed at wide receiver. They got four different players that could catch the ball. So, uh, but I don't think Nebraska is going to be able to meet up to, to their share of, of going over. They might score 17, 20 points. So the over-under is 59 and a half. We're going under on that. You don't trust the great Matt Rule. By the way, Derek, our, one of our fans, Carl, says, uh, bet the cards, Derek. <laughs> the Cardinals yeah. to do what, under 13 I, points? I, guess, I, I, I do trust it, Matt Rule, but he... It's, it's that program. The brand is not as attractive to, to the portal and to the to the recruits. It's just not the, it's not the Nebraska 30 years ago. It's going to take rule a couple years, and, and the Big Ten's only going to get harder. All right, Derek, what do you got? Building off that comment, I would just say Sam Howell as a seven-point favorite in an NFL game. <laughs> That's like, I, I get he's got some preseason hype, but – Okay, like, I, I'm just going to sit back. I should have drafted him. I'm more curious. I'm just curious more than anything. Um, okay, my second play, we, we just talked – we've been talking up underdogs. I'm going to talk about a favorite, a divisional road favorite. So I, I, I'm almost cringing at my spine here giving this pick, but it's almost a confusing line to me just looking at the talent discrepancy that I see. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus three and a half hmm. on Sunday night football over the Giants. Um, two matchups last year. They won by a combined 15 points. In the first matchup, they had Cooper Rush under center. They were up by two scores most of the game. The Giants get a score late to make that a seven-point loss. Same thing happened in November. The Cowboys were up 28-13. <laughs> Daniel Jones gets a garbage time touchdown to make it an eight-point loss. The Cowboys absolutely handled these guys last year. And all the moves that I've seen over the offseason, I think the Cowboys have taken another step in the right, Ooh, right direction to be a serious contestant. It's a smart man they right fi- there. <laughs> they have filled up their three biggest holes that I saw. Cornerback two, they traded for Stephon Gilmore. Their wide receiver two, they traded Brandon Cooks for nothing. And in the first round, they drafted Mozzie Smith, who I, I I will say he struggled in the preseason. But Jonathan Hankins down the stretch towards the later half of the season was a above replacement player at nose tackle. I think you got both of these guys in the middle of that defense. That run defense is much more is much stronger than what it was at the beginning of the year last season. Um, and. and for the Giants, I think they upgraded marginally with their pass catchers with Waller, who, yes, is getting a lot of hype, but we got to remember he's 31 years old. He is past his prime. They have Jalen Hyatt, who is a five foot nine, 175-pound speed guy who I think they're going to rely more on his speed to take guys out of the box and really his production on the field, at least to start. Um, and other than that, I, I don't see that many upgrades that the Giants made. I'm still a believer in Joe Shane. I'm still a believer in Brian Dable season long and the Giants future but this matchup in particular I, I think this line should be more five five and a half just considering the talent discrepancy we're going to be we're going to see on Sunday night so give me the Cowboys minus three and a half Wes what do you got that game's a double negative for me I, I have rules <laughs> I, I will not yes. bet third I don't bet Thursday night. Which is night. so fair. That's, that's, that's very fair. I won't bet Thursday night. I won't bet Sunday night. And I will not bet any matchup of NFC East teams, no matter where they go, or Monday night. I just don't do it. It's the easiest way to 
put myself in a better headspace. And that's Wes's uh, Fight Club rules of betting. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yep. Justin Tom Brady came out of retirement. I'm picking him up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. The Patriots will sign him as a backup quarterback because they put all the other ones on the practice squad. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. There you go. Patriots second in the division once Brady comes out of retirement, Wes. There you go. Well, my, my next play, I'm going to stay in college and we'll just go a little bit later in the day. I'm going to take seven and a half points and I'm going to take University of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, they're coming off a game. They played uh, NCA&T, and, and they're playing uh, Georgia Southern, who played against Citadel. Both of them, it, it was a scrimmage that they're coming off of. But what I saw in, in, the, in the replays on both of these games was Georgia Southern kept their starters in a little bit longer, and, and they, they probably could have scored more points. The starters just ran out of gas late in the game, or they ran out of motivation. Their <laughs> body language was terrible in the fourth quarter. Um, UAB was very efficient. They managed their roster very well, getting ready for a more meaningful game. And now they're going to get seven and a half points. They were eight and 10 on third down. Um, you know, no, I mean, they were four out of five in the red zone. I don't care who you're playing. That's efficient ball. And now they're going to get seven and a half points. And Trent Dilfer is an interesting coach to watch. <laughs> Prime is getting a hype, but, uh, I, I, Trent Dilfer, I'm looking at him on, on another screen to see what he does. So I'm going to take seven and a half points. I don't know that they win this game. They could. Uh, but I just like the way that that coach managed versus the other one against a cupcake week one. A cupcake, huh? <laughs> All right, here we go. I could use a cupcake right now. Oh, that's Snugs Alley. I can send you one. <laughs> Some chocolate many, chip cookies. I had too many cupcakes. By the way, I want to tell you guys a funny quick story. I, I was uh-huh. making chocolate chip cookies over the weekend. And it was late at night, and I was like, I was going to make cookies for the next day, right? You ate them all. I, no. I was sitting on the couch, and I fell asleep, and I woke up. You and burnt them. Burnt them. I almost <laughs> lit my house on fire. I mean, it smells. To this day, if you don't notice the smell, it smells like burnt cookies. Well, I don't smell all burnt oh, cookies. You don't smell it? No. I'll, I'll ex- go in and out of the house, and you'll smell it. Mm. You could t- Now you just get used to it. It sticks to the walls. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't even want to have a chocolate chip cookie after that smell. Well, scarred anyways. for life. I, I, I'm serious. I, every time I look at a chocolate chip cookie now, I look at the black ones that I pulled out of the freaking <laughs> oven. I mean, it was disgusting. Go ahead, Derek. For my third play, I am going to go back to the player prop market. I'm going to take an under. I'm going to go with Jamal Williams under 53 and a half rushing yards. They are taking a ten, they are taking on the Tennessee Titans at one o'clock. So. There's no Alvin Kamara on Sunday. He's beginning his three-game suspension. So Jamal is going to presume the starting role here. So what gives? Why am I taking his under? I'm glad you asked. On the surface, Jamal Williams had a great 2022 season. 1,000 yards. He led the league in the rushing touchdowns with 17. But again, like I said, talking about David Montgomery, there is a reason Detroit did not bring him back. He's a great short yardage runner, but he is not an efficient down-to-down runner. I do not think he fits the mold of a first and second down back, which is what he's going to be on Sunday. I think that is more Kendry Miller, the third-round rookie they took out of TCU with much more juice. Second, I do not like the matchup that he has on Sunday. This Tennessee D-line, for my money, is top five in the league when they are healthy. When they were healthy last year through week 11, they were first in the league in rushing success rate. Now, this was a Tennessee team at that time going into week 11. They were 7-3. They were cruising in the AFC South. They were looking great. 
injuries just absolutely killed this team down the stretch. D'Amico Autry missing the last five games of the season. Jeffrey Simmons was nicked up, missed a couple games down the stretch and was playing hurt. Harold Landry was out for the season. Bud Dupree was out for the season. I mean, these are monsters on the D-line, and all of them were missing action towards the second half of the year. They lose their sixth straight. They collapse to end the year. Jacksonville takes that division, but... This, this is a team, another team that I am sneaky high on going into the season. I think this is a, a perfect matchup to pinpoint in the player prop market. Um, I think this number should be closer to 45, 44 yards for Jamal Williams. Anytime you take a rushing under, you always got to worry about if he's a big play threat. If he can get that rush, if he can get that total with a big rush, you do not have to worry about that with Jamal Williams. That guy... Like I said, he's a short yardage specialist. He's not bursting out for any 20 or 30 yard runs on Sunday. So I feel very comfortable uh, taking this number here. If he gets 15 or 16 carries, I still feel pretty good here. So give me Jamal Williams under 53 and a half rushing yards. All right. Final one for Mr. Blackhawk, Wes. I'm going to the NFL and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm looking at the Rams in Seattle and First, we'll look at how these two teams did against one another last year. There was a, a game where it was decided in overtime, and it was a three-point difference. And then the first meeting was a four-point difference, and I believe the Rams had John Wolfer. Oh, who beat them in the playoffs. A, a guy from, from, from Wake Forest uh, was starting the quarterback. Uh, you know, this game, there was a lot of red flags. So uh, I, when I scanned the, the layout of games, I, the first thing I look for is anything in a division that's more than four points. So this one immediately got circled and, you know, that, that passed the first scan. And then I, I like to look at line movement. And it, it always, I, that's not a, that's not like my main thing, but any red flags. And this one, again, 63% of the action is, is on Seattle, yet the line only moved a half a point. Cooper Cup is not in the roster. After that was adjusted, nothing moved at all. So I got I got a team who has their starting quarterback back, did not play them once last year. Stafford is, a, is the best quarterback on the field of these two teams. I realized that it's in Seattle, but they have not beat, they, Seattle did not beat them by more than four points last year without Stafford in the game. So I'm getting a lot of good here and taking points. I'm not saying the Rams win the game, but I am saying that five and a half is too many. Uh, then, you know, I, I like the addition of Jaffet, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. You guys know I bleed mm -hmm. Ohio State. Um, I thought he's been overrated all throughout the draft process. I think that he was the beneficiary of a lot of being the third option to to Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, and uh, so and and it's he is going to contribute, but I don't think it's going to be this early in the season where we can say, whoa, now they got three options at wide receiver. It's going to take him time. It's been over a year since that man has played meaningful football, so. I, I like the Rams here in a division matchup. If I had to just blindly pick a game, I would immediately go for the division dog over four points. And this is five and a half uh, in a division, better quarterback, comparable coach. I'm going to take the Rams. Their, their matchups are always close too. Like when the Seahawks had their like run, like the, the Legion of Boom, like the Rams were the one team that always played them close in the division and then vice versa. When the Rams got good, Seattle always played them close. The, the Seahawks last year won by some big margins, but they won against teams that aren't where they are now. They, they beat the Jets who 
couldn't figure out quarterback. They, they, you know, they beat them 23 to six. Uh, you know, they laid it on pretty good to uh, against against the Giants, but you know, they beat the Cardinals by 10. That's a big win in in a division. But but for the most part, they're not killing people in in their wins. And they lost a lot of games last year. So division opponent that the Rams, nobody's talking about the Rams going into last season. The talk was, will they repeat? They were they were going into last season as a defending Super Bowl champion. Can they repeat? Uh, I thought they'd go back, too, oddly enough. That didn't happen. Uh, All right, Derek, you got one more. Okay, so for my final pick, um, early in the season, I always like to find a way to bet against rookie quarterbacks. And for this year, we have three. We have three of the top four picks, Bryce Young, C.J. Shroud, Anthony Richardson. So Wes just brought up Ohio State. I am a CJ Stroud fan as a prospect, but I think it's going to be tough sledding for him early on. Um, this training camp, he has lost his right tackle, who's on the IR, his left guard, who's out for the season, and their second round pick center, who is out for week one. So he's already down 60% of his own line. That was an advantage, I thought, going into training camp that Houston could exploit on this Baltimore front, but now that's no longer an advantage for them. These Ohio State quarterbacks, you always hear the narrative, Ohio State quarterbacks don't produce in the NFL, which is just, I, I, I hate that narrative, but I do think there is a learning curve going from Ryan Day's vertical offense and the receivers that they play with at Ohio State to the NFL level. CJ Stroud, you see it with Justin Fields, they are waiting for routes to develop down the field. They are playing with receivers like a Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Ekbuka, all first-round picks. What a Marvin name. Harrison's, Marvin Harrison is probably the best player in college football besides Caleb Williams. I mean, these are guys that are going to win their routes 80%, 90% of the time. Um that doesn't take away from the fact that C.J. Stroud is accurate. He's, he is a good play creator when he's out of structure, has enough arm talent. I think there is a significant learning curve for these guys. So, having said that, I will not lay 10 points with Baltimore. I think that is a huge number. I do not feel comfortable doing that. I will go to the under. I'll go under 43 and a half. C.J. Stroud, I think he will struggle. And on the other side, I'm a believer in this Houston defense. They finished last season 12th in defensive DVOA, and now they add Will Anderson, and they get D'Amico Ryans to call plays who produced on San Francisco. I know there is a talent drop-off, but I think he has that cornerstone pass rusher to build around at Will Anderson. They have Derek Stingley, who is another top three pick on the outside at corner, and they have plenty of pass rushers to get after Lamar Jackson. I am high on this Ravens offense and their outlook, but this is a new play caller. This is the second play caller for Lamar Jackson. Totally different than what Greg Roman deployed over his career to start. So I think their outlook's really good. I really like the Zay Flowers edition. I think Odell has a chance to resurrect his career. But this is week one. Weird stuff happens. There's a learning curve here. Um, I think this could be a weird, sloppy, and competitive game. Hmm. I love taking this under here. 43 and a half points. I think Houston's going to struggle to get to two, three scores here. Um, I, I think Houston will find a way to keep it close. So give me this under. All right. Let's parlay. West this week, Derek Mountain. You guys could stay on. We're going to go through the, the last three divisions of the AFC. We have the AFC North, the AFC South, and the AFC West. You guys want to stay along? You guys, we'll let you guys go first. 
Uh, first, uh, Derek, you'll go first. Uh, AFC North, where do you have them ranked? What are their records and why? So we did AFC East, East which I yes. said could be the best. This mm-hmm. is the other division that could be the best in football. Um, this this one's tough. So I'll go, all right, bottom to top. I will go with the Steelers last, mm-hmm. even though I, I mm-hmm. really like the Steelers' outlook. I'm just – Pickett, for my money, is the worst quarterback in that division. I love Mike Tomlin. They always seem to overachieve. Um, the O-line has improved, but I still think it's a question mark. Um, I'm going to pick the Steelers last. I don't love that pick. Um, third, I'm going. What to is go their record? Rounds. What do you What do you think? I'll say nine wins. I'll okay. say go nine wow. wins. Okay. Tomlin's always over five hundred. Uh, third place, I'll go with the Browns. This is a nice roster. I, I think it's a really good roster. They don't really have a lot of holes. It comes down to Deshaun Watson. Is he going to look like the 2020 version that we saw in Houston, or is he going to look like the last five games he did in Cleveland? Um, it's probably neither of them. It's probably somewhere in between. And if you get that, you have a team with a really good rushing attack, some intriguing weapons, a, a good defense that I think will take a step forward, Jim Schwartz. But I don't know if they're going to get over the hump and beat the likes of Cincinnati and Baltimore. So I'm going to say Cleveland's in third with 10 wins. I'm going to go Baltimore second with 11 wins. Um, for all the reasons I talked about previewing that Houston game, love the pass catchers. I think Lamar is going to have his best passing season. I think he's a dark horse to win another MVP. Um and I, I, I don't love the defensive talent, but with Ro, Roquan Smith, they took a huge step forward after they got him at the deadline last year. Um, so I will take the Ravens to go second with 11 wins, and I'm going to go with Cincy first. Best quarterback, best weapons. Both coordinators are back somehow. I don't, uh, I don't know how e- either of those guys weren't posted as head coaches, but um, defense is still really solid. I think they're in contention to be the one seed in the AFC. I will go with Cincy with 13 wins. Wow. That's a lot. Wes, what do you got him? Uh, you know, the schedules that the teams in this division play are not created equal in terms of who they play outside the division and specifically um, in, in, in the, well, just outside the division in general. The, the Bengals ha- have, they have to go to Arrowhead. Uh, I was just, I was just looking through Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Baltimore's got some tough ones. They have to go to San Francisco. They, they play the Jags. So, uh, I think the Steelers, when you look at their schedule, it's it's kind of the easiest when you're when you're looking outside of the division. They they got the Raiders, they got the Texans, they get the Colts, um, they they get Green Bay, and they get them at home, and they get them when weather starts to kind of get cold. So uh, the Steelers get the Patriots, which I, I think that by the time we get to December, it's going to be a very different Patriots team. But uh, they they close out the season with two road games. But I think the Steelers have the easiest schedule, and so. Um, this is a tough division. I think with the, I think Cleveland's on the bottom. I think Cleveland's a five-win team. Um, Deshaun Watson lost his career. Uh, they overpaid him, and it's pure Cleveland fashion. Uh, you know, I, I, I love Deshaun Watson in college. I really wanted it to work. Um, they were in the playoffs. I, I remember the game, Deshaun Watson Arrowhead, they ran out of fireworks. I mean, that was a really good Deshaun Watson Texans team. But I, I, got, I got a five-win team, uh, Cleveland, on the bottom. And then, and then from here, it, it's really a coin flip. Um, I got to put the Steelers, but I don't love that play. I, I'm with Derek. I'm going to put them at nine, maybe 10 wins, only because they're outside the division schedule is easier and they get some of the tougher ones at home. Uh, I, I think they got a real shot against San Francisco, uh, only because of their defense going against Brock Purdy. 
Um, I don't know. I, I think if their defense shows up, they're going to be able to. They're going to be able to keep it close. So, um, so you know, I, I I got the next two teams. I got the the Steelers and the Bengals at nine and seven. I got the Ravens running away with this. I think that the Ravens are an eleven or a twelve win team. I think that the the change to O coordinator uh, is is going to be a really good one for Lamar, even though it's yet another different coordinator. I think he has some weapons. We, we got a, one of the better tight ends in the league. Uh, and and Lamar is, is an extremely mobile quarterback. And I like I like the, what the O-line looks like right now. So I think the Ravens are the class of this team. I think they're going to compete for a top two, possibly win, win the conference. Interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, Speedy. I'm actually going the reverse of you, Wes. I actually think I don't trust the Ravens in terms of staying healthy, and I don't trust the Ravens in terms of certain defensive aspects of the way they're built right now. Marlon Humphrey's going to be out for a month, maybe more. They don't have a lot of corner depth like they used to. It's very weird. Marcus Peters gone. Tavon Young has not stayed healthy. They haven't really found guys in free agency that have helped that kind of thing. And their pass rush, like I was telling Errol during the fantasy draft, too, they don't have a lot of great edge rushing depth. So I worry about that. I agree with you on Lamar Jackson. I think his volume in terms of the passing offense will be a lot better, but I'm worried about their offensive line, too. They've had trouble staying healthy, too. So I'm going to go the Ravens last nine and eight. Like Derek was saying, <laughs> <You're crazy. laughs> um, this is a tough one to pick. I'm going to say the Steelers and Browns will tie 10 and seven. They're going to be uh, tied for second. I'll give the I'll give the edge to the Browns right now. So the Steelers will say you third. have a love fest for the Browns. He does. You there's something with you with this Browns team. It's like a love fest. So the Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers, I like their draft a lot. They were one of my favorites. I know Broderick Jones has had some issues in training camp so far. Two but... years ago, you had them going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And I think I, I agree with Wes. Baker Mayfield. I did. Baker. I almost, they almost beat uh, Wes's Chiefs, and it looked like they were, a, they were a team on the come up that didn't Get have enough hype. Get out of here. You, you're smelling something. Maybe you're smelling the crap that I've been taking a crap on. No. The I bowl, I mean. Maybe you're getting some kind of sickness Wait, or something. But, Jesus. It's those burnt chocolate chip cookies he's how smelling. The, how the hell do you pick? I'm serious. How the hell do you pick the Browns over Baltimore? Because I like the Jim Schwartz addition oh to that defense. God. That defense was very horribly coached well, last you're year wrong. with all that so, talent. So you're already wrong. So go ahead. That Jim Schwartz did a fantastic job with the Eagles when they won their Super Bowl with corners that were horrible. Think about that, Derek. You remember that Sidney Jones and like Patrick Robinson? Like who are these guys? And Ronald Darby. Ronald Dart, right. The, the, the Browns of Denzel Ward, they got Greg Newsome. They got a kid in um, Emerson that played very well last year as a rookie. This is a much uh, better secondary than what that Philly team had. The Philly's pass rush was probably better, but the Browns' pass rush was very good, too. So I could definitely see that making a difference. So that offensive line is still very strong, and their receiving depth is very good, too. As far as the Steelers, I loved their draft a lot. I think their defense, like you were saying earlier, is still going to be very good. They're going to get a lot of sacks. They're going to get a lot of turnovers. You're right, Derek. Pickett is a little concerning for me. He's kind of more of a basic quarterback, but I do think their offensive line be better, and they're not going to have to uh, worry about more, uh, as much lack of balance in that. So I'm going to say the Steelers ten and seven, and then I, I have I'm agree with you, Derek. Thirteen and four for the Bengals. I their schedule's really easy. I know Wes, you were saying they have a tough game in Kansas City and stuff they like that. They have no secondary. Their secondary. I liked a lot of the prospects though in that yeah, draft, yeah. and um, you like, also like the Browns over Baltimore. I do, yes. and I think Lou Anamaro, like you were saying, Derek, one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. I think he'll be able to adjust to that. This schedule, besides the games Wes was talking about, is pretty easy, and I think the offensive firepower is still there. They bring in Orlando Brown, number one seed in the AFC, Cincinnati Bengals. Something is smoking, man. I'm he, serious. He's, he's whatever you're. Something. smoking you gotta hook me up with it man. <laughs> at san francisco at buffalo at arrowhead at jacksonville that's a tough schedule okay they can win two of those games though wesk <laughs> 
Good luck for the Browns. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Beef. All right. So I got the Steelers finishing in last place. I mean, I, I I like the way what they the moves that they made this year, but I don't trust their quarterback. And my you know my they'll probably have eight or nine wins. I mean, he could they could become the five hundred, but usually my Tomlin's over five hundred, so I'll give him nine wins. Uh, then I'm gonna put the Browns at third. And I don't trust the Sean Watson. You don't know what he's going to be. I mean, you drafted him. I did draft as a backup. <laughs> I got Joe Burrow as my quarterback. I'll probably never use the Sean Watson. Trade him. You can get your fourth running back on your roster. You guys, you guys, no. you guys should be like a tag team. Why? You guys should have your own fantasy team. Both of you. You're both nuts. His fantasy team's in last place every year. <laughs> you guys are nuts. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, I got the Browns finishing third, and then I got the the Baltimore Ravens finishing first. And the Bengals finishing second. Just so you know, okay, because this is ridiculous. And I don't know how he picks the Browns over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh got you I heard them tied. You heard ten from seven. You heard from what West said. They're they have a, the, probably the easiest schedule. In the I understand division. that, but I still that's where they're going to finish. I don't know. Here, here's what I have. I think the Browns stink. Okay, I think they stink. I think Amari Cooper is the only decent player they have on that team. Deshaun Watson's not the same player. He needs to stop playing with himself or having people <laughs> play with him. Okay, because that's the big problem. That that really sent him down. And like Wes said, his career could be over. I don't think it is, but it could be over. I I don't like this defense. This defense can't stay healthy. And I I, I wonder what the Browns are going to be all season long when their schedule gets harder. And and, and like Wes said, the schedule is hard in the beginning. So I expect them to fall off pretty quick. Um, I, I think the Browns don't win more than six games this year. I think they're the worst team in the division. Um, second team, I think it's Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh wins 10 games. I think their schedule falls in their favor. I think they're one of the best defenses in all of the NFL. I think they're going to prove it. They're going to get at the quarterback, and they're going to put pressure. I think Najee Harris is going to have a fantastic year. I expect him to have 12, 1,300 yards. And, and I think Kenny Pickett, as much as everybody thinks Kenny Pickett is the worst quarterback in this class and in this division, I, I think that he has the weapons. I think George Pickens is going to have a great year. I think he's going to win the number one job. Uh, I think Johnston... Johnson's going to have a better year than he did the last year. Better because he's on my team. But nevertheless, I think this team is going to be offensively sound. I think they're going to be as good a defense in the NFL. So I expect them to win 10 games. Uh, number two, I think it's Cincinnati. I, I, I keep Everybody keeps blowing up Cincinnati. Look how good they are. Look what they added. They added Brown. They added this. They can add all they want to the offensive line. All season long until the second half of the season, they couldn't stop a lick. They couldn't stop anybody. So adding Brown doesn't make a difference. The guy has a thorn up his ass, and he took more money going over there. So I don't think Brown. I don't think Brown's going to help this team any more than what they lost in Jesse Bates, who went uh, to went to Atlanta. I think Jesse Bates' loss in the offseason is going to kill their secondary. They're going to have problems in the secondary. And no. And by the way, I don't care what Jones says. Jones didn't have any minicamp. He didn't play in OTAs. That's a huge, huge problem for a guy his size who expects to get on the field and do the things that he does as well as he does. I think Cincinnati is the second uh, is the second place team. I think they win 11 games at most, maybe 10. And then at one, I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. I, I don't know how you pick them last, Speedy. You're on drugs. You are on drugs. Uh, I mean, this defense is good. This offense is good. And by the way, the defense didn't even play at the top of their game until they, like you said, Roquan Smith, the trade-up for Roquan Smith. I think this team is as good 
defensively as any team in the division. That says a lot about the division and what everybody says about it. And uh, Lamar Jackson's going to have a fantastic, Derek, you're right, fantastic year. Weapons all over the field. They have J.K. Dobbins healthy this year. I don't know how good he's going to be, but I, I like Edwards. Melvin Ingram, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon, if they really they need him. I think they have more than enough weapons to put up the numbers that they need to win. Give me Baltimore, 12 win season. And and by the way, Tucker breaks another record, hitting a 70 yard field goal kick this year. My prediction. So, Arrow, I just have to say my dog's name is Dobbin, so if you said it any louder, there might have been a 90-pound greyhound. That <laughs> Are you a J.K. Dobbins fan? O.H.? Yes. I, I knew it. I, I drafted him. I named the dog after J.K. Dobbins because we bleed Ohio State around here. We don't even write with you. Look at that. He lives in Kansas City. He's a Chicago Bears fan, but... Now mm. transition into a Kansas City Chiefs fan. All right, let's go. Let's get this. Uh, let's get. AFC. We have two more. Sorry. We have two more divisions. AFC South. Derek, you first. Okay, so my last place team. I'm gonna go with the Colts. Rebuild mm-hmm. year. Uh, Jonathan Taylor out at least four games, probably more. Um, looking like an active hold-in for him. Uh, Anthony Richardson. The athletic profile oh, God, is please. really like nothing we've <laughs> ever seen, but I think I think year one's gonna be tough for Anthony Richardson. Um, I, I like the p- pairing with Shane Steichen, but outside of Pittman, he- he's not throwing a bunch. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Colts with five wins. Uh, my third place team. This one kind of hurts. Like I'm gonna put Houston there, but I like them. I like what they're <laughs> doing. Um, I think they have a good trajectory moving forward, but. That O-line's killer. I mean, I think going into the year, they were borderline top six, top seven, just looking at them on paper. But now they're down three already. I mean, that's just brutal. So uh, I think that hurts them, at least early season. Um, I'm going to say they have six wins. Wow. But I, I think they're pesky. I think they're going to be really competitive. But maybe it's going to take a year. Get some more weapons for Stroud in year two, and maybe you got something there. Um, second place, I will go with Tennessee, even though I, I really want to put them first. Um, I just can't with that O-line and those weapons. I, I can't do it. Um, that O-line is probably bottom three in football. Uh, those weapons, you ha- you're relying on a 30-year-old DeAndre Hopkins who really tailed off towards the end of last season. He started off really strong, tailed off towards the end. And you're relying on Traylon Burks, who I'm high on, but he's been un- he was unreliable as a rookie to put it modestly um outside of that i mean you got kyle phillips you got chigo Conquo. um obviously you still have derrick henry but are the wheels gonna fall off they could fall off you, you always worry about that um I-, I like the defense but i think the secondary isn't super strong um for jacksonville people people are a little high on jacksonville for I mean, I'm hearing people toss around one seed because they're in the AFC South. They can pile up all these wins. Looking at their schedule, I mean, they're, they're playing Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Baltimore. Um, I mean, they, they still have a pretty tough schedule, so I don't think they're going to run away with this thing and win 13 games. I've seen people throw off those takes on Twitter. I, I'm not going that far. Um, I still think their O&D line are, are super, super sketchy. Um I think the Calvin Ridley addition is really fun. I think it could make the offense be a, a legit top five unit, but I, I do not like that defense. I'm not high on that defense. I think this is a nine-win team. Wow, and they win and the we division. We do the exact same thing as last year. Mm. We just straight by and win win this division with nine games. Interesting. How about you, Wes? Where do you got this division? I don't see it much different. I, I think the Colts might be a two-win team. Uh, I, it's just what it is. There's 
so much going on there. The way that they've handled Jonathan Taylor is terrible. The way that they handled head coach is terrible. I think the players can probably feel it in the locker room how Bush League an organization this this has become. I mean, just I mean, everything from the time Peyton Manning left to the way they handled Andrew Locke. I mean, the, the players have to feel it. Um, Richardson played very little football in college, and that was not a very good football team for most of the season. He demonstrated some really remarkable unique athletic ability, but that was not a good Gators team. He's very inexperienced. Head coach could just be a, a bridge. I don't know what head coach worth anything would, would go play for, for Jim Irsay. I think that he's low-key worse than Jerry Jones. <laughs> so uh, so I, I got them winning two, maybe three games if they catch a team in a, in a trappy situation. Uh, you know, and then I, I got it for Houston you know, right there. I think Houston is going to fight hard. I think D'Amico is going to have them fighting I agree with everything Derek said earlier about C.J. Stroud. You know, the Ohio State quarterbacks—they—they uh, they just don't have to—they they don't have to fight through adversity. They have great wide receivers. They have great O-line. Ryan Day is is getting beat up on because of the last two years of losing to the team up north, but he's one of the best coaches in college. Uh, so C.J.'s never had to be down. He's never had to play from behind. That's a learning curve, especially against NFL defenses. So I got Houston winning probably six games. Hmm. And then... Uh, Just like Derek. Yeah, and then uh, Jacksonville's going to win the division. Uh, and, and and I have I have Tennessee finishing second. I, I think Tennessee's going to probably win nine, maybe ten. They have a really tough three-game road stretch in November. But then they have five real easy games. So they may win ten games or nine games, if they get into the playoffs, they're going to get in the playoffs with some momentum because of the five games that they have to close out their season. I think the last game of the season is at Jacksonville. Jacksonville may not be fighting for anything. And so I think I think that uh, Tennessee could really have some momentum closing it out. But I think Jacksonville is going to win this division. 11 games just because of their schedule. And uh, yeah, Trevor's going to make some mistakes. He's, he's not winning the game. All right, I'm thinking a lot of the same as you, Wes. Colts are last. They win three games. Not only did they trade Jonathan Taylor at the trade deadline, they were also going to trade Michael Pittman, and I think he'll be a valuable piece to a contending team at the trade deadline. So they're last. Uh, Texans, yeah, five wins. I think they'll be pesky. Like Derek was saying, their defense has been very good, and I think they improved in the front seven enough where I could see that being a tougher out for them. So they're second. Uh, they're third. Second is the Titans. I'm going to say nine wins for them because, like Derek was saying, like when they're fully healthy, they're one of the best front sevens in the league. I think their secondary is underrated, too, with a lot of good young corners. It's just a matter of, like I was saying with the Falcons, if they can get a passing attack going that quickly because they have enough of the running game, and their offensive line should not be as bad as they were last year. But Jacksonville is the best team. Team. Their one issue that I'm worried about with them is their offensive line a little bit, but they're getting some guys back healthy, and their secondary, which I thought was a big problem for them last year, did improve. You didn't like the draft pick, Harrison? So, uh, he could be good, but again, I, I think they still have other holes. He's looked good, I heard. Interior. I've been reading. He's looked really, really good. So, yeah, that could definitely help one tackle side. We'll see on Cam Robinson, who I think is out for the first four games as well. <laughs> uh, so that's the only Cheater. thing that worries me, but... Uh, their secondary did get better from where they were last year, where I thought they would be. So I think they're going to be eleven and six division champs. All right, Beeve, who do you got? I got the Colts finishing in last place, and they're not going to win any games at all this season. Ooh, a have winless team. A winless team. That's what they're going to be. They got nothing. And like you said, Jonathan Taylor will be traded. I don't think he plays a snap <laughs> for the Colts. What are you laughing at? I love it. You Go love ahead. it. 
Love go it. ahead. Love it. Go ahead. It. We got pick. one more division. Let's go. I know. And uh, Houston's going to finish second. They're going to have three wins. I mean, not second, third. They're going to have three wins. And I got the Jaguars winning the whole division, and they're going to have like 13 wins. And the Titans will finish second with 10. I ag- I agree with you, Beeve. I think the Colts are the worst team in in the division. Mm-hmm. I think they win one game. I don't trust Richardson. I, I like the kid's talent. I love what I saw at the combine, but combine doesn't sell me anything. And and Justin Fields, it took him a little while to figure that out, but he, he really proved himself at the end of the season. I don't know if Richardson's even where cl- anywhere close to what Justin Fields is as a player. So mm-hmm. um, I have them at winning one. Um, I think the Texans, like like you were saying, Wes, like you were saying, Derek and Speedy, I think they can win five or six games. But I'm even going to predict they win seven games. I think they're no a lot way. better. I think they're a lot better than people think. I think they have a great running game. Great. Pierce is a great running running back. They have a good weapons, young weapons, and I, I think C.J. Stroud's a lot better than people think he is. I think he's the best quarterback in this class. I, I really do believe it. I think he's got a great arm. I think he's going to prove, and I think he has a lot to prove uh, for what where Bryce Young was drafted. I, I think he believes that he was better than Bryce Young. Uh, so um, falling to second, even though some people thought he was going to fall out of second to maybe third or fourth, I, I think uh, C.J. Stroud is going to show, even with the offensive line woes, uh, that he is a great quarterback. Uh, at number two, I would say Tennessee. I'm, like I like you, Derek, I was kind of questioning my thoughts of where Tennessee is and, and the Jaguars are. I think the Jaguars' schedule, like you were saying, Derek, it, it does get hard at certain aspects. They, they have to go against some of the best teams in the league and, and with some of the best defenses. And is Trevor Lawrence going to be protected? That's a lot of questions that only Jacksonville is going to be able to answer as the season progresses. And by the way, Travis Etienne has to stay healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, they have no chance to win this division. I think he's a big part of this offense and what this offense can do uh, throughout the season. So I have, uh, I have uh, the Titans winning eight games. Maybe nine. And uh, Jaguars win 10 games. I, I don't think any more than 10 games. So that's where I think I think the Jaguars win with 10 wins. So uh, Jaguars, Titans, um, Texans, Colts. All right, final. Final one, ladies and gentlemen. The AFC West. I know this is West's division, but I'm going to go with Derek first. Where do you have this division? All right, last place. Raiders. I think this one is mm. easy. Uh, I have no idea what they're doing. Um, look, like you, you look at their depth chart, right? They Marcus Pe- They're rolling out Marcus Peters, who they just signed, coming off an ACL. He's their first corner. They have, oh man, who am I looking at? <laughs> David Long Jr. is starting as the other outside. Player. They're running back an offensive line that was probably a bottom five offensive line. Um, they have four of the five Saints starters. They have Greg Van Roan, who is taking that fifth spot who was cut by the Bills. Again, we talked about it earlier. That was a bad offensive line last year. Mm. Um, They just restructured Jimmy G today, which makes it harder for them to move on from him after this season. (laughs) I truly do not have any idea what they're trying to do. Um, I think this is a three-win team. I think they're going to be in contention to pick first. I know everyone's kind of slotted in the Cardinals to pick first. Don't count out the Raiders. That is an incompetent organization. So I will drop them down for three wins. Um, Third place, I'm going to put the Broncos. I'm a believer in Sean Payne. He's like the Mike Tomlin type. He was the Mike Tomlin of the NFC with the Saints. He just always overachieves. Even when Drew Brees wasn't in there and he had Taysom Hill, he had Teddy Bridgewater. He just found a way to win games. But I I kind of think Russ is cooked. I I really do. Um, I do not think Russ fits that prototype of a Sean Payne quarterback. He is not good from the pocket. 
he does not throw over the middle of the field. He is not a timing quarterback. All characteristics needed to play in a Sean Payne offense. So I'm not going to, you know, say this is my take, but they did give Jared Stidham a good amount of money to be their backup. I wouldn't be surprised. Crazy. He's out of his mind. <laughs> Jared Stidham. Uh, I'll say, I'll say Denver gets seven wins. Um, I still think they're going to be competitive. Um, Sean Payne's not going to have a bad football team. Um, second place of Chargers, they're just perpetually disappointing. I don't think they're a serious threat to the Chiefs. I, I'll, I'll slot them in for nine wins because they do have talent. They still have Herbert, who, for my money, is a top-five quarterback talent-wise, but I just can't get behind Staley. I, I think the Kellen Moore hire is nice. It's better than Lombardi, but they're still a flawed team. Um, nine wins for them. And Chiefs, I will go with 12 wins. I, I worry about the Chris Jones holdout. How long is that going to be? I think this is a very spotty defense without Chris Jones. So um, I, I would worry about that. But, I mean, with Mahomes, it, it like, does it really matter? Like, they're still they're still going to win most of their games. They're, they're still probably going to be on cruise control, and they're, they're going to be in contention for the one seed. So, Chiefs one seed, uh, or in contention for the one seed, but number one in this division, 12 wins. All right, Wes, where do you have it? I know where you have it. <laughs> well, I, I'm agreeing on, on the Raiders. I, this, they, they could be in crash for Caleb mode. And, <laughs> if he and, even and, wants you know, to go there and but you know how how raiders would that be if they picked up caleb williams and then he pulled the jamarcus russell yep. next year i like or, that i like that shirt crash for caleb that's that's good that's good well it was it was tank for Tua. it was suck for luck you know <laughs> just don't have henry ruggs driving the crash car and you'll caleb. be good <laughs> yeah i i mean the, the raiders, send that to the bulldogs the, the, raiders, <laughs> the raiders can truly tell the story of how not to draft. So if you're deciding if a player is going to be successful or not, just look at who goes to the Steelers and who goes to the Raiders. But So I, the Raiders are probably a four-win team, three-win team towards the bottom. This next one I really struggle with because I really don't think that the Chargers have a very good coach. But at the same time, they have an incredible roster. Just need to clean up some of the mistakes, some of the inconsistencies on defense with that defensive personnel. They got a great quarterback. They made the right move blocking him in. I got to put the Broncos, you know, third place in the division just because I, I agree with I agree with everything Derek said. And and but you know, a year ago the Broncos they were a, you know, they were a Russell Wilson away. I think Sean Payton is a good enough coach to figure out what he does best and let him do it. That was a good defense, but it's their schedule and the opponents. I mean, they're. They, they got to play the Chargers twice. And they got to play the Chiefs twice. I think it's fair to say that they might win one out of out of those four games. So I, I got the Broncos win probably going 500. Oh, um, that's pretty good. And then, and then I, I have, uh, you know, I got to say the Chiefs are going to win the division. But I, I between the Chiefs and the Chargers, I think it's going to be a fight down the stretch. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chargers actually win the division. It's just the coaching that has me really hesitant to, to make that call. But I'm, I mean, I, I am a Chiefs season ticket holder. And if you look at their schedule, the Chiefs have the potential to be ugly early. Uh, and so in order to win your division, you got to rack up wins. The Lions, we can all call it a coin flip. Kelsey, Chris Jones, the Chiefs will probably win it, but I don't think it's going to look good. Then they go at Jacksonville. They get the Bears at home. The Chiefs struggle against quarterbacks like Justin Fields that can run around. And that's a team that's got a lot to prove. Then they go at the Jets, at Minnesota back home 
against the Donkeys, who are going to be bringing some defense, very upset to play <laughs> the donkeys. them. Uh, then they get the Chargers. So, I, I mean, and then you go into the back half of their schedule and it doesn't really get any better. They got to go to Lambeau in December. Uh, and the the, ske- the times of the schedule, they have one game that is a local kickoff time at noon. They lost a home game to go to Germany. Uh, and so I think that that's a 9.30 Eastern kickoff. Mm-hmm. So they got five seven o'clock games, so they don't have a real rhythm of the season. So I got the Chiefs winning 11 or 12, and I have the Chargers winning 11 or 12, and it's a coin flip which one goes first, which one goes second in the division. Interesting. This is not a Chiefs team that is going to be a number one seed in the conference. I, I believe that, they'll, that they're going to be a playoff team, but it's it, I don't think we're looking at a, a, a sixth Arrowhead Invitational. Uh, all right, so yes, the Raiders will be last. They're going to be a three-win team, but they are going to beat the Chargers, so they're going to ruin them like they always do. Derek, your guy, Jerry Tillery, and Damian Square, the uh, two former defensive tackles that got sacks for the Char- Raiders against the Chargers, but nevertheless, they're going to beat the Chargers, but only win three games. Uh, then I have a tie. Nine wins each for both the Chargers and the Broncos, but I'll give the edge to the Broncos because the Chargers will lose to the Raiders. Come on, Chargers. <laughs> because the, the Chargers, like I was saying with the Ravens, have a lot of injury-prone players, too. You know, Joey Bosa, you can't trust. J.C. Jackson. Jackson came over from the Patriots, and really, when he was healthy, didn't look great either. Why'd you feed him today? I didn't feed him nothing. (laughs) Derwin James, another guy that's been hurt a lot. Now, again, their offense is a lot better. I think Kellen Moore, I know, Beav, you've been critical of him, but he's definitely a big upgrade over Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi was one of the worst coordinators in football last year. The thing is, I worry about the injury risk with their wide receivers as well, too. And the inside of that offensive line, are they going to be able to get an inside running game? Eckler's plenty good on the outside, but inside running game will be tough. So I'll say them 9-8. and The Broncos 9-8 and as well. They improved their offensive line massively. I think getting Mike Bledlinchy, getting Ben Powers from the Ravens, too. A nice addition. They've had some receivers hurt, but... Marvin Mims is a rookie that I loved as a prospect a lot, and now he's on a lot of your guys' fantasy teams now. He's on and mine. Yes, Javante Williams, uh, I think, will return nicely. He'll start a little slow, but he'll return nicely. And I think that defense, I was wrong on them last year. I'll take the L. I thought they were to fall off badly losing Fangio. They did not. So I, I think they'll regress a little, but not to the extent that they were supposed to. I think they'll still be good enough to stay afloat in that division. And I agree with Wes. I think the Chiefs will win the division, but I think it'll be a little tougher than people think because... They have a lot of good young defensive players that they have to transition all at once. I think they're an 11-win team. Besides Chris Jones, really, the only other star at a particular position is probably Nick Bolton. He was a nice young linebacker, but that's really it. The offense is a lot of coaching and wait and see and motion. But the Chiefs do win 11 games, but they're only going to be the number three seed in the AFC this year. Interesting. Go ahead, Beat. So, I'm going to have the Raiders. I agree with Derek on this. They only have, like, three or four wins. I mean, I don't trust Garoppolo. They don't have a defense. And Devontae Adams is going to want out of there by the tread deadline. He's going to leave this team. He's going to go somewhere else. So, so the Raiders... Jet fans, do not say it's the Jets. Please. I'm not saying the Jets. I, I, I mean, Jet fans, they're all over well, the place. I know. They're First, all over the it's place. Nick Bosa. And now it's, it's Devontae Adams. Adams. I know. But Adams will Please. not be a Raider. I'm a Jet fan. I, I don't want to hear it anymore. Stop. No. Devontae so, Adams and the Lions, sick. everybody. <laughs> I've got a headache, okay? I've got a headache. On, oh, we're getting him. We're getting him. We're getting him. No, we're not. Stop. Go ahead, Beef. Go ahead. So then uh, I'm going to have the Broncos in uh, third place, probably like around six wins. I mean, I don't know how Russell Wilson's going to fit with Sean Payton. Uh, I I just don't see it working out at all. So that's going to be an issue. And it's going to be a toss-up between the Chargers and the Chiefs. I thought you said the Chiefs aren't making the playoffs. I didn't say that. Did you say that? No. Oh, I thought you did. When did I say that? That would be spicy. Uh, no, I didn't. I've got say something that. spicy for you yeah, about this. Oh, we've already picked a winless team. It can't be any more than that. <laughs> I've got something spicy. So you got I a got... winless team too. You're the Raiders are going 0 17. All right. I'm no. Just so you. this is going to be a close <laughs> win. I mean, the Chiefs will probably win the division, but it's going to, it's going to be tough because I think the Chargers have a very good team. 
but can they stay healthy? That's the question. All right. My uh, obviously my bottom team is the the, the Raiders. They stink. They I, I think they don't win one game this year. I, I oh, really think <laughs> I, I I cannot see this team winning one game this year. I, I don't know. Their schedule is not easy. They have to play the Chiefs twice. They have to play the Chargers twice. They have to play the Broncos and Sean Payton twice. And go look at Sean Payton's record. Go look at his record against Josh McDaniels. Go look at his record against the. Um, Go go look at his record against the Raiders. Whenever he played the Raiders, when he was the head coach of that team, he, he's he's kicked the living you know what out of them. Mm-hmm. I I don't I I don't trust them. So they're they're not winning. Their defense stinks too. By the way, I feel bad for Josh Jacobs. I feel really really bad for Devontae Adams, and and Renfro. I don't know what happened to that guy. I mean, he curled up in a ball and he's hiding in uh, Mister An- uh, you know Mister McDaniel's anus or something. <laughs> yeah, he still doesn't want to use him. <laughs> I, I I have no idea what's going on with him. This guy was one of the best slot receivers in the league, and now all of a sudden he doesn't want to use him idiot i don't know maybe he can go back to college for a seventh season because Dabo could sure use him <laughs> you're probably you right there uh my number my my number two uh, uh, worst team in that division i would say and i i'm, I'm only going to say this to be true i think the chiefs are the third worst team wow. in this division I, I, I don't trust the Chiefs. You don't this trust year. that defense? No, no I, I don't know what, what Travis Kelsey's injury is going to entail. I know everybody keeps saying it's nothing, but it, it's an extended knee, and that's not good for a guy that is long and has a lot of weight, and he's 33 years old. So, is it more the offense you don't trust or the defense? Let me speak for a second. They have yeah. no weapons. Okay. Scanley is their, own, their, their number one target, and this guy is hot and cold every time he plays on the field. And then you'd think that they were going to go after Odell Beckham or somebody like that. They didn't do anything like that. They drafted like crap this year. Why don't they go after a wide receiver? They didn't do that. I just I don't understand them. Now, everybody keeps talking about Pacheco. I, I don't know what Pacheco's going to be this year when he's the number one guy. It's not Alaire anymore. It's him. And he's got to play the whole, se- a whole season, and everybody knows he's not a big guy. Pacheco is a small guy. So he's going to take a big beating. I, I think the, the Chiefs are going to win – you know, between nine and ten games this year, I don't think they're mm. as good, and I don't think Patrick Mahomes stays healthy this year. I think he gets hurt. That offensive line is not going to protect him. I losing losing uh, their their left tackle is a huge loss, and Brown going over to the Bengals only benefits them. But we'll see uh, as we know what their offensive line did in the first half of the season. So I've got the Chiefs in third place mm. with nine to ten wins. My number two team is the Broncos. I think the Broncos are a lot better than people think they are. I really do. I think they can run the ball with Williams. I think their defense was one of the best in the league last year. I think they're going to be even better this year as they rated them higher. I I think they can make the throws. I think their weapons, Mims is a good player. I think uh, Judy with with this offense, the way Peyton's going to use him, I think he's going to be even better than everybody thinks he's going to be. I think they're going to be able to put up points, and I think they're going to be able to play defense. I think the Broncos win 10 games this year, and they beat out the Chiefs for that second spot in the in, in the AFC West. And my number one team, the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert. I think J.C. Jackson coming back. I think Slater coming back. This is one of the better, more underrated offensive lines in football. They're going to be able to protect them. They're going to be able to run the ball with Eckler. They have Mike Williams. They have Kellen, uh, Kellen back. They have all these weapons all over the field. The question is, is their coach actually going to call the right plays? Because the guy's a moron. But this defense is good. They're going to be able to put up the points. They're going to be able to stop a lot of teams. And their schedule fares for them at the end of the season. Season. Give me the Chargers 12 wins as they win the AFC East and might be the number one seed in the AFC this year. 
Harold, oh. if, if the Chiefs finish third in the yes, division. Yes, let's hear it. Let's go. <laughs> if they finish third in the division. Okay, what are you doing for me? Here? Or worse. You're going to buy me a house? I will give you two sets of Chiefs tickets. You can come to the game. You can sell them. And okay. And if you look, they're averaging the highest resale value of any ticket in the league. Okay. We can... We, we, we can talk offline. All right, we'll do that. We'll about do that. what I want in exchange. Okay, let's do it. When they win the division or they finish second. Let's but do it. I, 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 there's I, no way. I mean, shy of Patrick Mahomes uh, <laughs> not even taking the field that that happens. I'm a little different. <laughs> I love it. Pardon me thinks that you did that just to be the contrarian and shock the world here so that you told us so when we get to this game. Uh, you know, two cheap tickets are coming your way. I hope you're that right because then I will have a claim to fame for marrying somebody that has a crystal ball in his pocket. Wes, I hope that game that Errol's getting tickets for is a Chiefs-Jets playoff game. The Chiefs can win. <laughs> I think he sat on the bowl when he made that prediction. Uh, I do. Well, listen, I, I'm looking at that squad. That's, that squad is not that good offensively. And their offensive line, there's a lot of questions to that offensive line. J- Patrick Mahomes is going to be running for dear, dear life at some point. He probably, but if you go back to Andy Reid, just go back to Andy Reid's Philadelphia days. Mm-hmm. And don't look anything up. Yeah. Can you name the stars <laughs> that were on offense with a Donovan McNabb-led team that was a top-five offense in the league for, for several years? Terrell Owens? Okay, Terrell Owens prior to Terrell Owens. Um... Because they were going to conference championships before T.O. Yeah, but that's different. That was a different time. I think the game is different. The game was changed. Yeah, I think it's different. Different. I I agree with you. I know Andy Reid is a... That that manufactures talent. And I think you're going to see an upgrade on offense with it. All right, uh, let's quickly go. Let's look at their schedule, okay? Because I I think the Lions are going to give them problems. I think the Jaguars are going to give them problems. I think the Bears... The they like you said they have problems stopping Justin Fields. They're going to get problems with him. The Jets are going to give him problems. It being in New York, Aaron Rodgers. They're going to try to make a statement. Then you got to play the Vikings. That's not going to be easy. You got to go to Minnesota and play the Vikings. Then you got to play the Broncos. Okay, and I think the Broncos. Sean Payton's going to give him a challenge. Then you have the Chargers. Then you have the Broncos again. Then you have the Dolphins. Come on, dude. This is not an easy. Oh, by the way, they have the Eagles. The only team, it gets easy. Here, hold on. It gets easy. They play the Raiders. They play the Packers. That's it. Then they play the Bills. What do you Two tickets. Two sets All of right, tickets. Let's do it. And I'm I've got this. rows off the field. So you're going to. I'm gonna loving it. This. I'm loving it. I'll tell you what. After I win this bet, you come with me, okay? Because then I want you to wear a jersey says Patrick <laughs> Mahomes sucks, okay? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll buy you the jersey. I'll get it made for you. It says Pat Nobody sucks. Will ever take me seriously again if I wear a jersey like that. Who's <laughs> hey, if you think this, if you want to make a bet, let's make a bet. Make them wearing the other the other team's jersey. Yeah, I'm, you have to wear a Pat sucks jersey with the Chiefs, <laughs> and 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 you got to come with me. I will gladly take a new Chiefs jersey from you. I'm going to buy it for you. Pat they, sucks. When they when they when they win the division or they finish right. better than third, and and I will have it be a George Kalaftis jersey because I'll buy it for you. Name for himself on D. I'll buy it for you. Done. No versus question. My, versus my two sets of Chiefs tickets. I've got it. That's a bet. All right. So everybody heard it. Oh boy. I've got the Chiefs in third place. They're not even making the playoffs, buddy. So I and I I predict I think that that, like you like you said, Derek, I think the North is strong. I think the AFC East is strong. I think three, three teams out of either the AFC East or the AFC North are going to come out. 
So one of those divisions, three teams are going to come out of it. So I, I, I just I think it's a lo- it's going to be a fun year. I really appreciate you guys. You guys are fantastic, Derek. You are fantastic as always. You know what I feel about you and Wes. You're the king. You're the handicapper. <laughs> and Derek is the Jets jinx. But you yeah, please don't pick. Do not pick the Jets to win. Er- Errol don't win a lot of bets on this right. show. I do. No, you don't. Yes, you don't. I, yes, not I against do. me. You don't. Well, Wait, what did we make? One bet? We made one bet, actually. And by the way, the bet happened. I picked Jimmy G. I, I picked oh, yeah, we go. This is great. Uh, the, the, I, I was winning. The Bears The Bears were winning the whole game, okay? The whole game. Jimmy G was traded. He goes to San Francisco. And then he had Jimmy G winning the game. And then I was winning the whole game. And it was like they had like a 15-point lead with like six minutes left. And then all of a sudden, San Francisco comes back, and with the last, what, three seconds of the game, uh, San, San Francisco kicked a 55-yard field goal. I think goal it was the other the way game. around. I think I had the Bears. You had the Niners. No, I had, no, the, Bears. You had the Niners. You had the Niners. I, I remember had the Bears. Beef. You had the Niners. Beef. You had I the remember, Niners. I remember okay. it. Yes, I, remember I had beef. the Bears, Okay. And, and I was pissed off. And then I had to, I had to wear uh, a Tom Brady a jersey, Tom Brady jersey <laughs> on for the show. I was so disgusted. I, I, I it made me sick, and he took pictures of it, and he keeps it to this day. He shows it to me. So it was one game, okay? And and I've beaten Jeff many, many times. He should be eating dog crap, okay? <laughs> yes. All right? That is also true. He should be eating dog crap, and I never forced him to do that. Anyway, Wes, we love you. Derek, oh, we love you. Passion. We love you guys. Let's parlay. I love those guys, man. It was a great show. Let's parlay and our uh, fellow chief debate. Oh, well, God. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you the Chiefs aren't. I, don't be surprised if the Lions beat the Chiefs tomorrow. Don't be surprised. I was almost going to beat the Lions tomorrow. Don't be surprised. If the I think Lions they'll cover. I, th- I definitely think they'll cover. I say the. I'm, here's my prediction. Four here's, points. Here's my prediction. The Lions beat the Chiefs. Mm. They beat the Chiefs tomorrow mm. and set the set the Chiefs on this path of you know chasing all season long. I don't think they're. I don't think the Chiefs are as good as everybody thinks they are. I don't. I, I really don't. So that's my prediction. We shall see. We will. Uh, thank you to all the fans. Thank you. No, thank you to the beef for coming on. Appreciate we haven't it. had you on the show in no, a while. It's been a while. It's been, like, yeah. been a crazy summer. Yeah, it's been a, a lot, crazy a lot summer. of a lot of family stuff. Jamie Lee, if you're listening, keep hanging out with Butch. Okay, <laughs> we that, love Butch. Leave that kid alone. We love Butch, man. I mean, maybe, Butch maybe, and him. maybe we should uh, introduce Jamie Lee to Speedy's mom. Oh, that'd be good. All right. Of course. Okay. Speedy, uh, if no, you mom, mom's looking for a man. not happening. Oh, we'll be hooked up. Nope. Why? What's wrong with Jamie Lee? Yeah. I didn't say anything. He like... likes cucumbers. Oh, my God. I'm just letting you know. Errol's obsessed with who the specific person is that never I, has I, made I, a difference. I think his mother likes cucumbers. Right? Oh, his mom does, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's not attached to human bodies or animal bodies. <laughs> but okay. uh, I'm not talking about that cucumber. Yeah, we know. <laughs> if we're comparing cucumbers, I'm just saying. You know? I can't uh, Anyways. I can't. Uh, Thank you to the fans, as always. No Jeff tonight. This is wonderful. Yes, very No nice. scent of Jeff. I mean, the smell is, you know, it's not stenching. I, I, I banned him. I don't know if I can take him off the unban. I don't know. You I should leave him banned. <laughs> the people ban him if you don't. <laughs> I, it's crazy. I mean, I don't want him banned. I want him to be, you know, entwined in the conversation. But uh, he's just an ass. He's That's a bully. He's not a bully. He's an ass. He's a bully. He, he's a troll. That's what he is. He kind of looks like a troll, by the way. <laughs> He does. I mean, I mean, he's, he's a little heavier than one. But anyways, thank you to all the fans out there. We love you. Uh, we will be back tomorrow at 7 p.m., our new time, as always. Uh, and by the way, guys, don't be cashing because if you're <laughs> not cashing, you're going to be cashing 
and watching me enjoy myself in Kansas City oh, at a boy. home game on the sidelines as a, my friend, yes, my friend Wes will be here wearing I hate Pat jersey <laughs> on the back of him. Yes, I'm going to buy him a jersey no matter what, but it's not going to be something that he wants to hear. Anyways, go. good night, everybody. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.